0: Welcome to Ezra Live. So you know the start to this is it's a little slow the start to this. Sorry, we just gotta let it build up a little bit, but let's get some uh invites out here. Let's get this bad boy on Twitter real quick. Poison, I giving me the thing. Okay, wait a Okay, copy the clipboard. So we got Canelo Triple G number three. Oh, just on Broadway's podcast, we did the we did the official score of um, Canelo Golovkin one. We did Canelo Golovkin two. We all thought that I we also everyone scored it for Canelo. I, I didn't see it uh being able to go anywhere. I thought it was a clear Canelo win. And then you go to the first one, and, and if you go to the first one, and everyone who's seen the first one, everyone has an opinion on the first one. It's like a, everybody has this a clear robbery, right? Everyone thinks that oh, that's a robbery, and let me uh, you know, let me send the link real quick to the actual it should be an easier way to do this like this the steps I have to take for this, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense it should take this long. It would press a button like with the automatic thing written up like, hey, this is my Twitter one. Okay, we're good. We're chilling, we're chilling. Let's see here. Okay, so, yeah, so everyone, like, automatically, to me, it, it's you rarely find someone that says Canelo won the first one. Everyone's, like, robbery. And if we're being honest, yeah, I always had Canelo winning that fight. I thought I was like I better go back and watch it before I say that out loud. So we did it. We did a podcast on it. We had uh, f- I believe five, four or five people listening, uh, scoring it, and we came out to one guy had Prickolevkin, right, and he had a, kind of like a good wide margin. I want to say like four round advantage to him. He had another uh, another guy had it a draw. Another guy had it by a round to Canelo. Another guy had it by a round to Canelo. And I had it by a few rounds to Canelo, okay? I'm not going to get into what Zach was, but was a few rounds to Canelo. And I think that if you just say that, I think people are going to flip out and not be able to handle it. That's just the honest truth. And I, I I, think that that, because that's the reaction, that if you did score it that way, I think you could easily be swayed, right? You could easily be swayed to be like, okay, I just must be wrong on here. And you get self-conscious. I, I get it. I get getting self-conscious of a guard. Trust me. I get it being so conscious of a scorecard, but you can't really let that deter you from what your opinion is. And if your opinion is that Canelo won that fight, or if anyone won that fight, you shouldn't be deterred just because someone doesn't agree with you. I think that's honestly what the, the thing the what led to that fight being so one-sided in everybody's mind for Golovkin. it was the moment that Canelo took a step back. As soon as the fight started and Canelo took a step backwards in the fight. I think everybody kind of started scoring it for Canelo at that point. Just perception, and that's what happens, right? It's a perception. It's a perception of what you expected or maybe what you wanted to happen or what you were expecting in the fight, right? Maybe you expecting them to go to war and you expecting Canelo to uh, get in there and try to back Triple G down for the beginning of the first fight. And as soon as he walked, uh, started dancing around the ring, fighting defensively, looking to counterpunch him and move his head, you automatically have a negative feeling on that Performance, you automatically think, well, he doesn't want to stand there with Canelo with Golovkin. Golovkin's beating him with the Mexican style. I think all that plays a factor. Another thing that was a conversation in that was the duration, right? A duration round. If a guy's winning, uh, if a guy wins the first minute big, right, he wins the first minute big, and then in the he wins the first minute big, and in the next two minutes. Uh, what up G Funky? G Funky was on there. He scored it. He he scored it for uh, Golovkin. So we, it wasn't like we were all biased, right? Like there was G Funky scored it for a Golovkin. It was not it wasn't all biased. So it was I thought it was like fair. I thought we were very fair. And we always are pretty fair on Broadway's. Uh check out Broadway Joe's uh YouTube channel. He has a a, lot, a few more of those official scores. It's actually pretty interesting. There's not a lot of robberies. Uh, I, don't think we, I don't think there's been one robbery on that whole uh series that he's done on scoring fights. There hasn't been one robbery on it. Yeah, but it's just uh, I I think it's just really the you know the perception of, of what you of, of what you think you're gonna get in the fight, and I think that really affects your scorecard. But oh, as far as I was saying durations, like I say, if someone scores big in one minute, and then um, in the next two minutes, a guy wins those two minutes, but it doesn't win as big as a guy won in the first minute. How do you score that? Right? Are you gonna say, oh, the duration he won more of the round than the other guy did? but that one minute was bigger than the other two minutes that this guy won? See, that's where it gets interesting. I don't score like that because I think that leads to confusion. I think that leads to too much up in the air. I just want to see who landed the cleaner shots. That's it. Who landed the more cleaner, effective shots? That's all I scored. uh, To me, that's the easiest way to, if you do anything else and you try to add all these other categories to it, you're going to confuse yourself. It's going to be too complicated and you can easily be able to paint the picture in the way that you want it, right? If I stick to one standard thing that I'm looking for, I can't trick myself because you could trick yourself. If you're rooting, maybe you don't even know you're rooting for someone, but maybe there's an underdog and he's just out overperforming what you expected. You start looking at a thousand different criterias to make it look like it's his round. I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I just want to know who landed the more clean, effective shots, whether he landed it all in the first 30 seconds or he spread it out through a whole th- a three minute round. I know people uh, were saying in the comments that like, Oh, look at the copy box of landed shots. That doesn't work because you're scoring it round by round. Now, you could say that maybe in a round, be like, "Oh, he landed more shots here than this guy did." But there's also other reasons why that doesn't work. You go deeper, but you can't look at a whole fight and be like, "Oh, he look at he outlanded him, so he must have won." He could have had a big, you know, three rounds where he landed a group of shots and then didn't do anything the rest. So that doesn't work either. When you're scoring to me, when you're scoring a fight, who's landing the more clean, effective punches? And to me, in that fight canelo was and i thought defensively he fought excellent and at times yeah, i thought he was putting like master class performance in certain rounds now some you know he had the dip of energy and he has that in the second fight as well and it's gonna be interesting if he has that in the third fight and just can have enough to make him pay like he did in the last two fights when he did have the dip of energy because we had a dip of energy in the first two f- fights that's when can really took control to me when canelo's so uh, I know a lot of people that just go with clean punches, but I tried to use the four criteria the judges use when scoring. And I, we were talking about this, and that's a uh, me and G-Funky were talking about. And that's why you should check out that, like I'm saying, the scoring that we did for Canelo Triple uh, G, because that was a very interesting conversation to have. And I get that, like, you know, you have um, what, if – G-Funky, if you, if you can comment the, what are the four ones you're looking for, I believe it's like ring generalship, uh, clean effective punch, ring generalship, Uh, I think defense is in there and I don't know what the fourth one is. Uh, He'll, he'll, he'll comment right now, which one what it is. But to me, I I think that that's, I I don't agree with that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't agree with that. And maybe you're saying, oh, well, that's, that's the way they score in boxing. I don't think they do. I think everybody scores. Even the judges I'm talking about, even the judges, I think that they score in a certain criteria that they created in their own mind. I don't believe that they score off those four things. I don't, or I don't think they all have each thing as important as equal, the same value that the other one person does. I don't believe that. I don't, because if you look at scores, they're all over the place. So obviously, there's not one system that's clearly working if you're using those four criterias. But I respect it. You know, he's reading the rules, and he's saying, this is what they say to the score like. So I'm going to use all these to score a fight. But I think it gets very tough, right? I think it gets very tough. And I'm going to add this here. G-Funk, if you want to jump on, uh, if you can. Here, I'm going to add it in the comments right here. I'll put it in the comments, the link. Okay, here he goes. Clean, effective punch. Uh, clean punching, effective aggressiveness, ring generalship, defense. Ah, oh, that's good. We we read it. I I get you. I get you. What you're saying. I'll leave it right here. So, uh, clean punching. That's just where I stop. To me, that's just where I stop. Now, effective aggressiveness. I think that's where it could, it could get. Um, I mean, effective aggressive, Aggressiveness. Like, what does that mean? Right? Does that mean that you're you're coming forward. To me, that's always seems like ring generalship and effective aggressiveness. It's just like the person that comes forward. And that's what I'm talking about in the Canelo fight for the Triple G. Canelo chose to go back in that fight. In the first fight, he chose to go backwards. He was, his idea going in, his strategy going in was to box around the ring. He wrote a little better right here. His idea was to box and move around the ring. That was his idea in the fight. He's determined that before the fight ever started. So I can't give Triple G credit because he's coming forward and the other guy's moving backwards to start the fight. That's his strategy. To me, any strategy you have in place, it just all at the end of the day is who's landing the more clean, effective punches. And if Triple, if Canelo moving backwards led to him landing more clean and effective punches, then I gotta score it for him. I can't just score for you just because you're coming forward. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. I, to, to, at least to me, it doesn't. That just doesn't make sense. This just a score for who lands the cleaner shots. Now ring generalship, the same thing to me. Effective aggressive, uh, effective aggressiveness and ring generalship. Now, if you say effective aggressiveness, right, aggressive, I don't know why I can't say that word. It is what it is. But what what's the difference from being that right of the effective aggressiveness and clean punching? What is the difference from that? What an effective aggressive uh, aggression. Is it? He says uh, effective aggression isn't just coming forward to me though it is i mean i don't want what else could it be though right what else could it be is that mean that you're just you're punching and missing shots because if you have effective aggression to me only way you have effective aggression that means is you're landing shots that's the only way i see it now ring generalship like i said coming forward or controlling i don't i think that's very very you could paint that picture a thousand different ways for it to to, to me, it's a bunch of cop-outs. I think a lot of those things are a bunch of cop-outs. So if you have a bad decision or you have a decision that people don't agree with, I could say, well, I use this and this to get out. Right. But, uh, Carlos, um, yeah, (laughs) the official scorecard panel is all here. I love it. I love it. Guys, there's a link up there. If you can join, whatever, if not, I appreciate you guys just listening. Um, also defense, and we were talking about this too. Like, do you score defense? If you make someone miss, right? Make someone miss, and you don't make a pay, you just make a miss. Do you score that? I don't, right? I uh, I think that that's a part of the game, of course. And it's, uh, uh do you think I'll be on for like an hour, two hours? I don't know. However long we need to, uh, I need to be on. You know, what I mean, so where I stop talking, where I stop running of ideas, I like to hear myself talk. So I'll be on here a while. If if no one was on here right now, I had no viewers. I right now I see three. If I had no viewers, I'd still be on here for probably an hour and a half just talking. Just yelling at the wall right here. But yeah, I'll be on for a little bit. So let me know. Every time you can jump on, just let me just hop on. Um, yeah, it's like the defense, right? Like, Of course, that's a part of the game. You don't want you want to make the guy miss, but I'm not scoring for your defense. I'm not scoring for your defense. The defense is important, so the guy's not touching you, so he's not scoring. That's where defense is important that he's not scoring. You're stopping that guy from scoring. But I'm only counting when you score. That's it. That's the only thing I'm counting. And whether it's a body shot, jab, right hand, and I do give more credit for certain shots, depending on how clean and how much um how clean and how much to me damage that they're causing. Now, I think it's very hard to judge power. I really do. So I'm not gonna say like, oh, this guy's shots look like they hurt more. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say, like, if I see a jab compared to a straight right hand, I'm gonna give the right hand more credit than the jab. Unless you know it's a, a loaded cockback jab where the guy really, you know, moves the guy's head back, then I'm gonna I'm gonna start leveling the playing field. I think you can really feel that out. But I'm not gonna like if a guys just touch him with a jab, keeping him back, and then the other guy lands a big right hand. To me, that's gonna even it out. If the guy's five jabs to that one massive right hand, I'm gonna go to the right, if it's gonna even it out, it's gonna get a lot closer. So I understand that. And like I said, the scoring is not perfect. It's a complicated uh, it's a comp- complicated system, but let's not make it more complicated than it has to be. If you generally rewatch the fight and not stick to the trend GGG was robbed, Triple G was robbed, you might have a different perspective. I agree. I 100% agree. I 100% agree with that. I think a lot of people go in with that perspective, and it's hard to change. And I told you, peer pressure is also it's a, it's a crazy thing uh canelo had a lot of points if we were scoring defense that's true that's another thing too like to me the defensive part would favor canelo big and i'm not i'm I'm not gonna throw that in there but it would it could look at the defensive part in that fight the first fight would favor canelo huge his head and hip movement were so smooth yeah it was it was canelo's one of his best defensive performance and it's I, I seen someone else. They they did a similar thing where they scored the fight, or they were talking about the fight at least. And they had a lot of them had Canelo winning, and they said that you know it's funny that that, that they were switching, right? That they were they. Why did people feel like Triple G won this fight so clearly? And they were saying that if anyone else had this performance, they'd get a lot of credit for it. The defensiveness, the counter punching, all those things they'd get a lot of credit for it. But because Canelo did it. It was like almost like negative towards him. That's what I'm telling you. As soon as he took a step back in that fight, it was all over. No one was going to score him rounds. Everybody was going to say that he was basically Triple G took his spot, and it was the, it, I honestly think it has a lot to do with that Mexican style. The whole buildup of the Mexican Mexican style going to this fight. And I apologize for I don't know why I'm, my my mouth's not working today to talk, but a lot of that going into the fight, I think it just really uh, affected how people thought of these rounds. Right away, you just feel like Golovkin was making a fight and, and Canelo was avoiding it. That's just what people, in their mind, they're, what it led to. That's what happens in these fights. And this happens a lot, like in, in a lot of fights, where you, if what you expect doesn't happen, then you start judging a guy negatively for it, right? Because he's not doing what you expect, or it's not playing out the way you thought it was going to play out. It's not looking the way you thought it was going to look. So he must be losing because he's not applying the game that you thought he was going to apply. It, I'm telling you, the, the, this thing that Broadway started—it's really, really, really interesting. It's it's very effective, and it's really important to note that judging actually is not that bad sometimes. Like as, or the fights that we think are robberies, like the Andre Ward Kovalev fight. Like if you talk to anyone, Kovalev won that fight hands down. It's there's no talk about it. it was what a robbery, and we all scored it for Andre Ward. Like we watched it and broke down rounds and went back and watched rounds and we thought we close. We all scored it for Andre Ward, and like to us, it was like clear as day. Right. Because you got to also remember when you first watch a fight, the excitement of watching a fight sometimes could throw you off. Right. When a guy lands a shot and then you get really like, oh, that's a big shot. And then you start getting all mixed up on that round and you just keep remembering that shot. You're not really you got to kind of have to go back and watch the fight. That's why judging so hard. And that's why being there at the fight for me as a judge is this seems like a huge mistake because it's a crowd and a lot of energy. And it's just to me, they should be in a silent room, no sound, just watch the fight in the same angle we are. People also love going off of um, stats. Yeah, most Triple G shots landed were jabs. Yes, and I was saying that. You can't, you can't trust the stats, right? The stats don't make sense because when you're scoring a fight round by round, it's not scored as a total. It's not scored as a whole fight. It's not scored like, I feel like this guy had the better fight. No, no, no. It's scored round by round. So every time a round starts, it's a new beginning. So the stats at the end of the thing don't tell the full story. And even, like you said, even in a round, it doesn't tell a full story because, you know, what's the more effective shot? Like you said, if he's just landing a, a pawing jab or something like that, that's not going to be a, a straight right hand. It's not going to beat a left hook to the body. It's not going to be an uppercut. That's just not the case. So, so those, um, so those jabs can be misleading if you're going off of like a stats. One fight I really wanted to do was Marquez Pacquiao 3. I remember thinking Marquez clearly won in the moment. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people thought Marquez won that fight. And uh, of course, probably I want to be on that bad boy. Might have to go in order one, two, and three. Yeah. And you have to do it like in, yeah. And you have to do them right after each other. We have to do them right after each other. There's so many. Like this thing, that podcast is going to be that, at least that section of your podcast is going to be never ending because the fights are going to keep happening. We're still going to get close decisions like this. And I think you're going to, I mean, I'm also curious, like, who's going to be the leader in the clubhouse of, like, the fighter is going to appear the most on it. Like, you have Pacquiao already and Marquez already three. I think you go, uh, we, we're we definitely going to have uh, three Canelo because you're going to do, we did the two Golovkin. You're going to do Lara, maybe Trout. Like, I'm curious who's be, who would be the leader in the clubhouse of, like, who's going to have the most close decisions. I mean, you're probably going to have to go back and do Pacquiao Bradley. Right, one go back and do Pacquiao, Bradley. One so Pacquiao Pacquiao has a few because the mark the whole Marquez thing and then Bradley. So that's four. I think it's gonna be hard to pass that, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's just funny when you really break down break these things down and really look into them and kind of just lose all you know being a fan or bias or you know just everybody else's opinion. You just being able to actually pick it round by round and argue it at the moment and add your opinion and be calm about it, too, because remember, you're not watching the fight live. You know the end result. It, that it, that really affects a, a lot of things. and you, you really see it as you're doing this thing. Austin has the most close fights. Uh, so let's think um, Trinidad, Shane Mosley, uh, one and two, Pernell Whitaker. What am I missing? Um... I, Corte, I, Corte fight. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of close fights. That was a good panel. I'm with you, Carlos. That was a real good panel. I, I wanted to get Isan on there. We were just talking about it because Isan's a, uh he was, he's been, he's been arguing with me nonstop since we were talking about, um since I've had it for, uh since I scored that one for Canelo. He's, I was telling him like, you need to get on though. Like we argued this on Twitter, but I mean, there was a time to argue it. Oh, Ster- Felix Stern! Yeah, Felix Stern. Yeah, that's a good one too because he definitely didn't win that fight, or at least I don't think he did. I mean, that see, there you go. I can't, can't be that confident on it. We gotta, we gotta score it. But yeah, I don't think he won that fight. The Felix Stern one is the most. The fight that reminds me the most of that is Canelo Bivol. I think that that reminds me of Felix Stern, uh, Delahoya. It's just a guy that it just realizes he has his shots are not going to mean anything in that fight. He's going to have to beat him with throwing uh, more punches and. The only thing is that Delahoy really goes for it in that fight. He doesn't stop. And I don't think Golovkin, I think in the second, second half of Bavol, kind of like, I'm kind of going to give in a little bit on this one. I, I, I do think that. Like, I think that's a fair criticism. I, I don't, Um, to me, the Pavol fight, I think size had a huge factor to do with it. And I understand that he was outboxed in that fight. But a lot of times, and I, people don't, maybe they don't get it. I don't know. It, it, it kind of maybe you have to be in the ring to understand this. But a bigger guy can outbox you, even if you're a better boxer than him. That's just the truth because his shots mean more. So you cannot say, I want to use my speed on him, right? Or I'm faster my legs, are like that. His shots mean a lot, then they could really keep you at the end of it, right? And you're not willing to take the chances. And then that's going to allow him to open up his game in a way that maybe he doesn't usually. But it, like with Bevo, he, he definitely can box. He definitely has skills. But also him being stronger and being able to take the shots and his shots meaning more because is undersized. I think that all played a huge factor in it. Canelo took the loss. I don't, there's no excuses. He moved up away. He put himself, he put himself in that to pay those consequences. So he paid him. He took the loss. Don't, no excuses. Just you're, you're not, I, I don't believe he's a 175 pound fighter. I think he, 168 is his max. That's where he's going to fight at. And I think that's it. But I think that I don't really like him coming out and saying like, oh, he didn't beat the best Canelo or he, all that he did. He beat whatever Canelo, the best Canelo at 175. That's who he beat. That's just the truth of it. I, I don't believe that, and unless he's gonna rematch and prove me uh prove otherwise, then he can do that. But don't take away from what he did. He went in there. If he would if you would have beat him and he would have said that, you know, be the best of all, we all would have laughed and we would have not taken that. So nah, just, just take the loss on that one. Just take the loss on that one. Just say, hey, he was a better man that night. I like to get it back. But if you don't get it back, I understand. Now, people are probably gonna be critical of you because people are critical of Canelo. That's just that's just the truth of it. But I understand, I'd be like, hey, it's not your weight class. He still dominate 168. To me, a guy, when we say, oh, he's undersized, right? Well, unless he comes back down to the weight, I can't say he's undersized, right? If you're not coming back down, then that's the weight you are. Canelo's going to come back down 168. So that, to me, says he wasn't a, never 175-pound fighter. He can still fight at 168. He still could dominate the weight class that he was dominating. At 175, much less effective. And against the best guys at 175, I don't think he'll ever win. I don't think he'll beat those guys. I think he's just too small. I don't think his shots mean much at that weight. Now that we're in agreement for Canelo winning, uh, that's good. But two ten is still 2 cra- <laughs> is still crazy. I, I posted. We got to apologize to Adelaide Bird. We do. We have to apologize. Now she's way off on the the difference of the you know of the rounds and everything that is still crazy. But we got to apologize. We have to apologize, so, Um because her having Canelo winning was an outrageous. Her having Canelo winning by that wide is outrageous. Yes, I'll give you that. But I mean, there's still I think we went a little too hard on that one. And I think the uh thank Broadway, honestly, Adelaide Bird old Broadway an apology. Uh, I mean a thank you, right? Because he 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 flipped the script on the narrative of that fight. And you're seeing it now. Like, I'm it's not just it wasn't just us on that panel. Like, are you seeing it? I think when we said it and put it out there, I think a lot of people are like, I've been thinking this for a while, I didn't want to say it, but now I feel comfortable. And I'm telling you, peer pressure is crazy with these scorecards. It's like you might feel a certain way, but then here, if you go into space and everyone else is against you, it, it's, it, it, it gets, uh, I understand that it gets daunting. Like you don't want to, I don't want to say it because then everyone's going to be against me. I'm the guy, though. I, I'm going to say it. I have to. I have to say it. I, I, I'm not going to apologize for it. That's my whole model this whole week. I'm not apologizing for it. Do you see Canell throwing combos? Uh, with foot, with speed and footwork, in this fight, um, yeah, I do, I do. I think that and we were talking about this. The Canelo's kind of style of change when he got to one sixty eight. I think that's a lot to do with the dimensions of the guys he's fighting and the styles he's fighting. I think Golovkin favors the Canelo that's using speed, uh, throwing combinations. Uh, it's I I I will stand by this when Canelo works and he's at full energy and. Is really getting going. Golovkin has no answer for him. I mean, Canelo is just is dominating those that, those portions of the fight. Where Canelo runs in trouble with Golovkin is when he has energy dips, when he loses energy, and that's where Golovkin gets to work. And he gets to, Golovkin gets to put a pace on him, gets to push him back, gets to pick his shots because Canelo can't fire back or he can't get in position or he doesn't have the upper body movement anymore. When he loses a little bit, and he loses it in in both fights, he loses a little bit, and he in like there's a round where he just has to take off. Where he just you could tell, and Canelo does not have a great poker face when he's tired. You could tell he's tired, and Golovkin reads it. That's where he has the most success. Now, the whole point to me of this fight is is Golovkin, who takes a long time to warm up in these fights. Now, is he going to be able to make Canelo pay when that happens? And is Canelo going to be able to take breaks in this fight? And Golovkin's still not going to be able to pick up the pace like he used to when they fight each other. Because when Canelo's going, I think it's a one-sided fight. And that's in the first one and second one. When Canelo's punching and he's got full energy and he's throwing combos and countering, I don't think Golovkin has an answer. Like, I really don't. But it's those lows and those dips in energy that Canelo has. And is he going to have that in this fight? And is Golovkin going to have the energy to make him pay for it? Like I said, I think Golovkin's gonna have to go through hell the first three rounds. That's why I have this fight ending early. I really do. I I don't think Golovkin gets past the six uh, the, the sixth round. I think the first three rounds, if Canelo really goes for it, and I think that maybe he sees what I think a lot of people are seeing that maybe Golovkin can't take the body anymore. Maybe Golovkin is kind of like first three rounds like an old car trying to start up. He puts it on him, and if he puts it on him enough, then we got G Funky joining. G Funky hey hey man thanks for having me on no problem no problem I appreciate you jumping on
1: no sweat man I, I had a lot of fun with uh with you guys
0: uh last night uh rescoring the fight oh yeah that was great i I, I love doing that thing I think it's like it's like I was just saying it's like so eye opening that's that's like one of the um just because i think that there's a there's not a lot of conversation on why people score fights a certain way we just say like oh this is how I scored it but no one's really breaking down like well how did you get to this point what what, what were you looking for? And mm-hmm. that, if you start doing that and you start seeing, oh, I just have a different perspective than this person, then it starts to make sense. That's why I like doing also the swing rounds, right? Like, you got to know how many swing rounds were there. How many rounds were you say, I think he won this round, but I could see it going either way. Well, when you see that, then you can, when they get to a decision, you won't be, like, so surprised when it's so much different than yours. Because you'd be like, well, I did have five swing rounds in the fight. So, of course, it could look a completely different way. <laughs> Do
1: you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, swing rounds are, are a thing, man. Like, I try to explain to a lot of people, like, there's a difference between a close or competitive round and a swing round. Swing round could go to either guy. You know, you just, it's, yeah, exactly. it was that close, you don't know. As where a round that's competitive or close, somebody won it, you know? It was close, but somebody won it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah that's exactly. the way I kind of describe Sorry. it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, Scoring boxing is so, it's subjective, you know, for a lot of people. And you're probably this guy, too, just like me outside of YouTube. We're like the boxing guy in the crew you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why we're yeah. all
0: on youtube because that's, this is where we find the hardcore talk you know <laughs> that's what, i think that's like everybody on twitter and youtube is they're the boxing yeah. guy their group and they're like are there other people like me and then they yes. found them they're like yeah oh well, there are other people like me oh, all right cool, cool, cool. yes it's so like through
1: my experience um i've thrown a lot of fight parties you know like i said i'm the boxing guy so it's always at my place and i'll get guys that come over that watch the big ones they won't watch all of them but the big ones the pay-per-views um specifically and i'll have to explain it's it's happened to me i would say at least 10 times where i've had to explain to somebody like look this is how you score a fight like defense is involved and they kind of give me this crazy look like what like, <laughs> yeah,
2: defense, yeah, like yeah. What,
1: are, what are you talking about you know and i'm like then i have to show them like okay this is what the judges use To score a fight. Now, here's another funny thing about that. For some reason in recent years, they've decided to not show the criteria anymore before a fight. I remember vividly as a kid, it was always mentioned before the fight started. Uh, Clean punching, effective aggressiveness, ring generalship and defense. And then they would go into the 10 point must system. uh, If it's a three knockdown rule, whatever, you know, that type of stuff. But for some reason, that's not there anymore. And like, I feel like that's an injustice to a lot of casual fans who don't really know how to score a fight. You know, they'll just go off like, well, this guy looks more beat up. Like, well, he was. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I honestly think that that was a strategic uh, thing from the promoters and networks because Mm -hmm. I think they wanted to uh, reward just aggression. So to me, if they include defense, right, or include ring generalship, which is to me a vague term. And to me, I could make an argument that like, Well, Floyd controls the ring with his ring generalship because he's never getting touched. He's always out of position. He's controlling the fight, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think they wanted that. I think that they wanted, and if you've seen a shift in scoring, it really does favor the guy that comes forward. Like that—that's been the biggest shift in scoring. Yeah, it's been the biggest shift in scoring has been coming forward, and it's really hard to unless you're a name, right? Unless you're a guy that's known to really box your way to winning a lot of decisions def- being a defensive fighter, you're going to get screwed. Like it, it just is They're coming up unless you have like the right promotion behind you, the right network behind you. You see guys get screwed all the time on it. Yeah, it's yep. tough. So Fair I think time. that they, str- they strategically got rid of that. Now. I also think that a lot of guys, never really followed that because I don't really think that a lot of guys understand the definition of what that really means. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, even like the judges, I'm saying like even professional judges, I don't think they understand and I don't think they all agree on what it means, right? And so you can't have something that vague to me between uh, be a decision making of how a round scored because it's too vague unless we all sit down and I'm talking about a boxing as a community with the judges, everyone, and we all come to a determination of what this means, what exactly we're looking for, right? Because yeah. also like if you go with a guy like Canelo, right? And he was, I think he was very good defensively in that first fight with uh, Golovkin. But if you're not going in there expecting him to be defensive, are you going to give him the same credit as if Floyd Mayweather goes in there and you expect him to be defensive? And you're automatically ready to give him points for that? But a guy like Canelo doesn't, you're like, mm, wasn't that's not what I was looking for. So I'm not, I got to adjust the way I'm thinking for this fight now. And how many rounds until you be like, okay, he's defensive in this fight. I got to start scoring that. So it, To me, that gets, makes it more complicated. Mm-hmm. Also, in my opinion, I think it shouldn't be complicated at all. Like you're saying, having to explain it to your friends and all that. I don't think that's good for just boxing in general. It's not, I think it should be you know. as simple as possible. Because if someone goes in, they should at least be able to know what they're looking at. Right? The being able to fall along, keep track. So, yeah.
1: Think about yeah. it like this, bro. Here's Here's – something that i always always have to go back to the other four major sports in america right there is literally like no doubt about it like if you're a hardcore of whether it's mlb nfl nba if you want to include hockey whatever it is that you watch you know the fucking rules like you know (laughs) what's this what's that like uh, you know all the penalties you know all the fouls whatnot you know as with boxing it's not explaining even the the color analysts and that's their job they don't do it enough, I don't think, when it comes to commentating fights. You know, and I feel like, like you said, it's a promotional thing a lot of times. I, I really do feel like they're not allowed to say certain things when a fight goes the opposite way that they expect. You know, like I'm in the minority. I feel Timothy Bradley beat Pacquiao the first time. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but I've stood by that. And, like, I've been on YouTube for 11 years, man, and I still have my original prediction that I did back in 2012 and the post fight that I did in the same year after the fight was over. And my scorecard has been the same ever since then. But if you go back and watch that fight, man, the commentary was so awful. And it just – I feel like it really swayed a lot of fans into believing it was such a bad robbery, but the fight was close. You I know. thought
0: that fight was very. I thought that fight was very close, and I thought that yeah. Pacquiao was landing a big a big punch around. But mm-hmm. and I know that Bradley don't didn't have a lot on his shots, but I thought he was landing like four to his every one. Honestly,
1: yes, I thought yes. that was
0: a problem. It was it was judging on what shot means more, right? Like oh, that one right that one left hand meant more than his whole four punch combo. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't. That's where it gets super complicated to me because I'm like, well, how do you know that? right? Like, and how do we know what, that you can't Then a guy like Paul Malanaji should never win a scorecard, because exactly. everyone that fights him is going to hit harder than him. That's just the truth. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. I agree yeah. 100%. And, and, you know, another the, the thing, too, with the shift, right, and a lot, of, like, speaking of the NBA, right, the NBA, they've made shifts in their rules without ever changing a rule. They have mm-hmm. done that. They've changed the whole play of the game without ever really making a change in the rule. They just told their refs to ref a little differently. I yeah. think that they been telling boxing judges to judge a little differently for a while now. I think that they've been telling them that's get more towards aggression, this reward that a lot more, this reward the guy that's coming forward a lot more, and that's why to me, just to avoid all that, right? To avoid be someone being able to control a fight narrative like that, to be able to have four criteria that they could cop, they could choose one to cop out on. I just say who landed the cleaner shots, who landed the more effective cleaner shots, and I think that just simplifies it. Now. I understand, though, that if you're judging off of the four criteria that they're telling you to judge on, and I'm judging off just of the effective shots, we are going to end up where we ended up. You had Golovkin winning. I had Canelo winning. Now, like I said, you couldn't make a, And like I said, I had it where you could have Golovkin winning. I was okay with that. I thought it was a very close competitive fight. But you could make a case with all those four criteria, and you'd be correct because that four criteria you're judging on. I'm making a case of I just want to know who the who landed the more clean, effective punches, whether well, whatever part of the round he did it, who, who landed that? I think that's a really interesting conversation to have because you're you're using what they're telling you to use. I'm just saying clean, effective punching. We have two different mentalities and we're going to come out with two different results. But I don't think either of us are wrong. I'll be honest with you. I don't think either of us are wrong. It's just that's where boxing is with scoring right now. It's so screwed up because we're all over the place and no one has a really defined thing of what we should be looking for.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, man. And look, um, I'm going to refer a friend of mine here on YouTube, uh, Joe Habib of Ringside Reporter. Um, if you're not subscribed to him, check him out. It's just Ringside Reporter Live is the name of the channel. Uh, a few months back, he surprised the hell out of me. He told me that he was going to try to get a judge on to talk to him about scoring. And he actually okay. got, I believe it was Steve Weisfeld. Oh, not mistaken. That's a big name. Yeah, he's judged a lot of big fights. Yeah. Um, and didn't you know he was able to conduct an interview and like we had asked the question um on prior shows about like why haven't judges ever been interviewed, especially after a controversial fight? You know.
2: Exactly.
1: We we had this idea in our head that well they don't want them to explain what happened because you know it might have been part of the program quote unquote you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, the, only yeah, time yeah. I, the only time I remember hearing a fight, uh, hearing a, a judge talk after a fight, immediately after a fight, was Judge Hoyle in the Pacquiao-Marquez third fight. Okay. And I think he scored that fight for Marquez, if I'm not mistaken. But the other two had it for Pacquiao, and Pacquiao ended up winning. Um, but that was literally the only time in 11 years that I've been on YouTube that I've ever seen a judge talk to any reporter after a fight. So um, if you can look that up, you know, it's an interesting interview because he did ask him a lot of questions that, you know, what we're talking about here. Like, what do you look for? Do you look for a specific thing or do you use all four criteria, which is laid out, you know, in the rule book? So um, it's yeah, it's one of those things where it just it definitely needs to be explained more, man. It does. A lot of people get confused on
0: them, you know? Yeah, it does. And we kind of need to come to an agreement. Like, honestly, I just think that that would it, it, it would do. Because you, it, what happens is we have a good fight, right? We have a a, a a close fight, a competitive fight. And then at the end of it, we say everybody says robbery. Oh, it's a robbery. It's a robbery. I, I think that hurts the sport. I think it really does. I think it really – it it all the momentum that like Charlo Castano, the first one, should have had, right? All that momentum. Mm-hmm. You just got a great fight. You really just got a great fight. You really couldn't – to me, I couldn't complain Whatever the outcome came. I thought it was a, just a damn good fight. But at the end, all the conversation was is robbery. Oh, it's a robbery. They, they robbed this guy. They robbed this guy. The, this guy should have won. It was clear. And it, and it's like, no, no, no. So we're, we're doing ourselves an a, um, injustice here with the sport. If we could just explain, hey, first of all, this is what they're scoring on, right? So everyone has the same idea of what you're scoring on. But then also telling them like, hey, these are close rounds. This is a very close round right here. This is also a very close round. If we flip this close round this way. You could get this scorecard, and if you flip this close around this way, you could get this scorecard. So if, as long as the judges are within this range, uh, this is will be a reasonable scorecard. If they're outside of this range, then we could talk and that we could talk about a, a robbery. Uh, what's the what happened here? What's the error here? Then you could talk that. But we don't have that, and that like I like you're saying, we're not talking it. We're not. We're not. No one's bringing it up. They're not bringing it up at fights anymore. They're just now. It's just mm-hmm. robbery, 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 and no one's explaining why they have a robbery. No one's explaining what they were looking at. Even like yeah. you have uh, Andre Ward or any of these guys that score a fight, right? And they're scoring it live and they're saying, oh, here's my score. They don't even explain why they're doing that. Like, hey, why are yeah. you doing that? They don't explain yeah. it. They're just like, ah, I just scored for this guy. Like
1: there was like, I'm glad you brought up Ward because there's a few times where I've strongly disagreed with some of his scorecards. Uh, one of them was uh, Lomachenko versus Lopez when that fight happened. Okay. He, I think he scored that fight a draw, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I'm going to be to go back. I'm going to be back. you. Is there a draw? I have that, I, I gave that fight to Teofimo, but I, I had it by like, he, he needed the last round in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I felt like it was a pretty clear win for Teal. Yeah. Um Well, like one thing that I, uh, and I've debated a few people on this, um, round two, for some reason, people really feel strongly that Lomachenko won that round. And, yeah, I think I
0: have round two for Loma as well.
1: Yeah, and I go back and I watch that, and I'm like, well, for me, like I've seen him do a lot of retreating, and a lot of that is due to, to female's ring generalship. He did a really good job of stopping Lomachenko, of getting off that weak side angle that he likes to get on because he's a southpaw fighting an orthodox yes. fighter. He did a really good job of cutting him off doing that, forcing him to retreat. And Lomachenko, to me, is just not the same guy. When he's on the back foot, he likes to come forward and, like I said, get angles on guys and throw a lot of punches. So what I see is him retreating for a majority of the round. I would say probably over two minutes of the round. He's retreating, avoiding punches, getting hit with some body shots. And then in the last 45 seconds or so, he lands a couple of good straight left hands. And then I'm like, for me, that's not good enough. Like, I can't give him that round.
0: You know, I felt like so. So in the round, I'm just curious, though, do you who landed more, in your opinion, in the round?
1: I think Teofimo landed more. It wasn't a whole lot more, but I felt like he landed more in that in that uh in that round. I think he threw more. And like I said, I felt like he controlled like the ring. He was the ring general because he forced Lomachenko to do something he didn't want to do, which was to move backwards and circle. And see, that's where I that's where I see ring generalship. If you're fighting at your pace, at your style, and you're forcing the other guy to do something he
0: doesn't want to do, you're in charge of the ring. You're the ring general. You know, and see, and see, and I get that. I see I get your logic on there. The only problem I have with that, and that's why I, and this is why I won't score like that, where I won't, I won't use that judging, is because I can't tell you what you want or want to do or don't want to do. Now I can say that as an opinion to myself, right? Like uh, I don't think he wants to be here in this fight. But I can't score against you because of that. Because I don't know what you want to do. And maybe you're setting up a trap. Maybe you're saying like, I, uh, yes, he's. if he does this, then I'll move back. If he does this, I'm going to move around him. I'm not going to stay there. Uh, maybe I'll come forward. You know what I mean? I don't know what you want to do. That's the honest truth of it, right? I don't know what mm-hmm. you want to do. So all I'm going to judge you on, whether you're going backwards, forward, side to side, is are you landing effective punches? That's all I'm going to judge you on. Because if I start getting on to where you, I feel like you want to be or what, I th- what I've seen you do in the past... Then that's gonna lead me to biases that I don't want to be at. To me, I just want to judge a fight as is what's happening in the ring. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's why I just want to judge that. And I think that that's could be very complicated. I don't trust the judges with that. Uh, and I'm and I'm I think you're pretty good at it, honestly. Because I thought when we talked about it and we argued it, I thought you made very good points. I didn't want to. I never thought like, oh, you're dead wrong on that. No, no, no. I thought you yeah. made very good <laughs> points. You backed it up pretty good. But I would never trust I would never trust any of these judges with that because that is going to lead to three very different scorecards. I I Mm -hmm. want something more. (laughs) Give me something more concrete. Give me something a little more that I know what you're I feel more confident because if we start going off of, you know, oh, previously he fights like this. And in this fight, he didn't fight like that. Well, that's just, you know, I can't I can't knock you for that. I'm not going to knock a fighter for that. Because I know that you have to change your strategy, and some guys are really good at changing your strategy. They could change the whole look of it, and some guys can't. I understand that, but I'm not going to knock you for that. The one thing I, I, I did want to say uh, about that, too, is um, uh, another thing with like judging is you have a very competitive fight. A, a competitive fight doesn't mean a close fight, though. I think that's another yeah. flaw that we have. Yeah. Oh, that's a damn! that was a damn good fight. It was a competitive fight, but the judges had them winning 10 rounds. If every round is a toss-up round, then there's a chance that they gave every round to one guy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's another you're thing to right. realize. If if it's just because something's competitive, doesn't mean it's close. Or doesn't mean that this is um oh this guy should win the, the or this this should be a close scorecard because it was a competitive fight. That's not the way it works. And I you're talking about the commentary. Oh, commentary is awful. Commentating is, awful, is, a, no. is one of the worst that there been in the Andy Ruiz fight. Uh Louis Ortiz, I don't know if you saw that fight, but yeah, in the did, Andy yeah. Ruiz Louis Ortiz fight. Now, in my opinion, Luis Ortiz won more rounds than Andy uh, Ruiz did, but Andy Ruiz had the knockdown. So Knockdowns. Really, yeah, yeah, it won him the fight. Now, the commentating is saying that this fight is so one-sided. The Andy Ruiz is winning by a landslide. Luis Ortiz needs a knockout to win the fight, and it just wasn't the case, especially at the point that they were saying it. It wasn't the case. But when they do that, they do that disservice to them, then people automatically start tuning out. I'm not watching a close fight anymore. I'm watching a one-sided fight. And that hurts the fighters. That hurts the performance and that hurts boxing. And did we, you um did you pay for the fight? Like you you, I did, you ordered yeah. it? Yeah, okay. I don't so I don't got, anything.
1: Okay, so you got the main the the main guy's comment. See, I yes, I didn't pay for that fight. I streamed it. Like <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just flat out say it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I got the uh the premier boxing champions commentary. I didn't get like oh Brian I Kenny you, I or, oh, Lennox I you, I or, or Joe Goosen. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, I, I used to be the same way, man. Like, I didn't want to stream shit. I want, you know, I was like, I want to see it clear and all that. But like, I got to the point now where it's like, I'm just sick and tired of these fights that should that I don't feel people should have to pay extra for, you know. And I just said, you know what, I'm done with it. I'm gonna find a new means. Like, if a fight's worth it, then I'll pay for it, you know. Like, for example, <laughs> this fight this Saturday, right? Yes. Obviously, it's gonna go on pay per view no matter what, mm-hmm. Canelo. It's a big star, the biggest star in boxing. Triple G's got a lot of fans as well. A lot of casuals interested in the fight. Yeah, they have to put it on pay-per-view. There's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I no mean way there's no it. way around it, you know. Um, but do I feel like it should be on pay-per-view? I mean, yeah, I would say so because of the demand for it, and I think that's a big part of it. Um, a lot of people don't feel it's gonna be competitive, so that's why they're not gonna pay for it, you know. And that's the main reason why I didn't pay for Ruiz. Ortiz because I didn't feel like it was getting competitive, and it but it was though. Yes, Ortiz got dropped and uh you know that put him in a hole. But like you said, you had Ortiz winning the fight. I think I had Ruiz barely winning the fight. No, no had, because of the knockdowns. Ruiz, you know? Yeah,
0: no, I had Ruiz winning, but I thought Ortiz won more. One more rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just yeah. lost the fight because of knockdowns. So that's what mm-hmm. I thought. But yeah, I agree 100. Yeah. The one thing that I would say about pay per views is the the uh, the one of the mis uh you know the one of the things that's kind of like misunderstood in boxing is the most important fights are not the biggest fights. They, they, mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't correlate. And that's why I think what would happen with uh, Crawford and Spence for a long time when they had two networks, it was like, why can't we make this fight? This is the most important fight in boxing. It's going to be the biggest fight in boxing. It probably isn't going to be the biggest fight in boxing. And the, the, a lot of times the most important and uh, the one that's going to do the best business, they just don't, they they don't flow together. I think that if you really think about boxing and you get about, think about all the fights we get for free, I mean, I think the good outweighs the bad, and a lot of the times, like it's not like the pay-per-views we get. Um, yes, they're not the best fights, right? They're not the 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 superstar matchup, that most um, like, oh, these are two best guys they're gonna fight each other. No, it's not. Maybe not that, but we do get Charlo Castano for free. I mean, that's just the truth of it. We got it. Job, um, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, you get it on cable. You get you're gonna get Devin Haney Lomachenko probably on ca- on cable. You're probably gonna get uh, you got team Fimo Lomachenko on on cable. Like, I think the good outweighs the bad as far as like paper like views and all that yeah some fights you know i understand people like saying that like oh, so these fights don't belong on pay-per-view if they feel it's going to sell they're going to they're going to do it like they said you know what i mean they feel like there's uh some reasoning to put it on pay per they're going to do it but i think we overall we get I think we get get a lot of good fights for free. I I mean, honestly, and we look out because sometimes we look out because these guys ain't stars. I mean, that's just the truth of it. We get these fights because I'm like, I know they're that good, but no one else does or none of the casuals do. So we're going to get this fight for free. So that's cool. Another idea I was thinking when we were talking right now is why don't they have three judges that are part of the broadcast judging the fight and then go to them and be like, hey, what are you guys seeing right now? How are you scoring this fight? And, Mm -hmm. And then they can explain it thoroughly. Someone that actually judges fights. And then you could throw a fighter in there as well, you know, like one that's knowledgeable and say, you know, what do you guys score in this fight right now? How, what are you looking for? What are you seeing? And that would also bring a lot more awareness too and a more um, education as we watch more fights with three, uh, a three judge panel that's saying, like, I'm looking for this. And this is why I'm seeing the fight. And this is how I have it scored. And then the other person could say, well, I disagree. I have it this scored. And as the fans watch it, they become more knowledgeable. And I think that's actually an interesting segment in a during a fight where it has a lot of dead air. That they could say, yeah. you know, hey, that th- this would, um, this is what they're looking for. So I know what to look for going forward. That's
1: a good point. There's a lot of people that feel, um, because I've been on a lot of panels where we talked about this stuff too, where people have said, I feel like they should add more judges, not just three, maybe five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah five know? judges. Yeah, they add two more, or um, they shouldn't be sitting ringside the way that they are because sometimes it can be a bad angle. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they should sit like the tennis judges do and sit elevated and see into the over the ropes into the ring. Maybe that might give them a better perspective of what's going on. Some people say, I think the judges should be not ringside at all and just be in, in a back room in the arena, but in a back room isolated and watching the fight on TV with no sound. You know, um, what do you think about that? Ah, that's tough, you know. I I personally think that it's a good idea to have them isolated with no sound, watching it on TV. Um, But then again, like, you're still going to get different angles on TV. Like, there's times where, you know, I'll go back and review a fight, and I'm like, I'm looking, and it's a close round, and I see a guy's back to the camera. They're throwing shots like, okay, what's really – I can't really see from that angle either, you know. So, I mean, it's not perfect. I don't think anything will be perfect. I just personally think they should be ringside. That's what I think. Uh, some people feel like the crowd noise could influence him, but mm-hmm. like your job should, is not to listen to the crowd, you know? Your job is it, to just score the damn fight. Um, I, th- I think <laughs> it's kind
0: of hard, though, to say that because, you know, like mm-hmm. it, the crowd, I mean, like, uh, especially like, okay, when you say Pacquiao Bradley, I mean, Pacquiao throws a punch and it, yeah, it, it, it barely lands. The crowd goes crazy. That's yeah. going to automatically you know, that's automatically going to get something in you where you're going to be like, oh, like he landed something big or he scored right there and he did it, right? Or he possibly did not I do think that they should watch it from a monitor in another room that's just completely silent because I think another thing too is you should be seeing what everybody's seeing at home. I think that judging a fight and agreeing with the audience there, which is the the, the minority, because that's there's more people watching at home that are there in the arena, you should be more in – connection with the people watching at home. You should be more with the more eyes that are watching it. You should be uh seeing the, from their point of view than seeing from the people in the arena and not even the same as everybody in the arena cuz you're sitting on one specific side of the ring. I don't mind that sitting above the ring. That's not a bad idea. I just think that that won't work cuz the cameras but yeah, yeah. that that's an interesting idea. But yeah, I don't yeah. I would say watch for a monitor because I think you should see you should be able to the camera's going to give you the best angle i feel like at all times or at least close to it and then you should be seeing what the f- fans are watching at home because that's the majority of people i Do think they feel if, like
1: um because recently this came back up because when uh one francisco estrada fought two weeks ago mm-hmm. in mexico open um, scoring they had the open scoring yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now <laughs> i'm not a big fan of a- open scoring i'm just not um and the reason why I'm not is because I feel like when you, when fighters prepare for for fights, and I know this for fact because I you know I've I've trained with fighters as a teenager and I've known three to four uh, boxers that either fought professionally or amateur. Um, so when fighters train for a fight against a fighter, they train for that fighter's style and they train to combat that style, right? So let's say you're in a fight you know, you feel like you're winning <laughs> yeah. doing what you're doing. And this is what you train to do because this is the smart game plan. Yet the judges are seeing something different. Yeah. Now you have to completely dis, you know, disown that style, that strategy and do something different. You know, like I, I feel like that's a, to me, it's a disservice to the fighters. Like, and one example that I, that I could say that that happened in my opinion would be trout, when Trout fought Canelo in in San Antonio, they had open scoring for that fight. Now Trout is not an aggressive guy; he's a boxer, a slick southpaw. But when they were reading the scorecards off, he's losing every round. Yeah, and I think a majority of people, whether you think Canelo won or not, it was a close fight. You know? Yeah. And those scorecards were, I mean, absurd. Like I heard one scorecard gave every round to Canelo. I was like, what? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Good fight. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Trout had to come outside of himself to try to make the fight come to try to get some scorecards, you know. And I feel like I could mess some guys up. I don't think that's going to be the case in every single fight, but in some fights, it could definitely mess guys up, you know, listening to the scorecards like that.
0: Yeah, I, 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 well, first of all, I I don't think they have a good system with it at all. It's very clunky. Like, Mm -hmm. announcing it to the crowd while the round's happening is very weird to me yeah right? that's very strange the 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 doesn't seem like the commentators were getting the announcement or they were finding out late they were finding out as we were right through the right. through the announcement in the crowd so i didn't like that i i do i i kind of like boxing as it gives me a whole product and then we judge it after the fact i don't like that you know, like you said it throws off you know maybe someone's strategy or the performance they're giving and i don't like that at all either i also think that if a guy's up eight rounds to none right and then they say you got four more rounds to go he's probably gonna start dancing around the ring and take less mm-hmm. chances i want yep. i like the element of we don't know this fight could be very close right i like this i like the element of those swing rounds they're feeling it just as we are that round was close i don't know they could you could have got it or they could have got it so you still have to prove a point right i mm-hmm. still like that i don't like taking away the excitement of the thing and also i like the um like they said the um the unexpected. I like the unexpected. If we're going to get some crazy scorecard, right, or we're going to get something, I want to <laughs> find out late. I don't want to find out middle of the fight. I don't want to be yeah. disappointed in the middle of the fight. I like that, the drama of it. It's like a movie. You know what I mean? I will, save me that for the end. I don't need to give me the spoiler uh, in four parts through the whole movie. I don't want that. Give me that at the end. I'll save that for the end. Well, so but, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. As far as the entertainment value and all that, I don't think it's great. And I don't think it works even as far as, uh, you know, just effectiveness for the sport as in giving the fighters the, you know, letting them know where they're at. I mean, what telling them in between rounds, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just didn't, I think it's every time I see it, it's very, very, it's not done correctly. And yeah. I'm just not a fan.
1: They do it in the amateurs a lot. Um, I recently went back because last Saturday we were supposed to have the big woman's card over in England.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: got canceled because of the passing of the queen. Um, but I went back a few days before when the fight was still on. And I reviewed uh Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall's uh amateur fight. They had just posted it back on the internet. So I'm like, hey, let's go back and watch it. You know, like well, I kind of did like mm-hmm. what we did the other day. Yeah, you yeah. know. And uh, but I just did it myself and with my subscribers. And um yeah, they were telling them the score in between because they count they they literally just count punches. All the other stuff, like the ring generalship and the like none of that matters in the amateurs, they just yeah, count yeah. Yeah. clean punches. So um in between the rounds, yeah, they tell the fighters to score like, hey, you're you know, your opponent has this many points, you have this many points, you know. Um, they don't announce it though to the audience. Like, I do agree with you, that is just weird to, yes, yeah, make the PA announcers say, yeah, yeah, all right, here's a scorecard, yeah, 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 very <laughs> strange, very strange. I like, that <laughs> like if you're gonna do it, just tell them in the corner, you know, who's you're you're down right now, you know, you yeah, need a couple yeah. rounds or something, you know. That's how I think they should do it. Um, also with how we were talking about with the judges uh, and watching the fight, that fight, I don't know if it's still up or not, but um, it was just literally one camera angle. It was like a wide angle of the ring, and that was the only angle that we got of that fight. So, again, you know, Clarissa claims that she thought she won and that uh, the judges were on were against her and all this other stuff. And if you go back and watch the fight, it was like, again, it's just one angle. It's not like when they switch yeah, yeah. angles when you're watching a, a, a fight for real, you know? Who, who so, did you thought won it after you rewatched it? I felt like Marshall did win it. It was a close okay. fight, though. Yeah. It was close, yeah. Um, she actually looked, to me, in my opinion, she looked a lot better boxing in that fight then i had seen her in the pros like to me now she's kind of developed this weird herky jerky yeah she's a awkward weird. she almost reminds me of like a female tyson fury like the way that fury sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, fights yeah, yeah. with like his he almost tries to do that roy jones thing where he's got his lead hand down yeah, and yeah. the other hand's up and then he flicks his jab and moves weird like she kind of does that now as to where in the fight with clarissa i felt like her balance was really really good her footwork was really really good and she did a really good job of making um She'll come forward and be Aggressive which she's that's the Weakest part of her game is to come mm-hmm. forward and be aggressive And you know turned her Hit her with a lot of check left hooks and Because she was down and She knew she was down she got more aggressive as the fight Went on and then she became more Susceptible to counter punches Because she started leading with power and was getting caught on the lead foot Um It would have been different in, uh, Saturday if it would have happened I don't know I thought Marshall would win it But uh I don't know. This whole thing is weird now with them canceling that fight. Yeah, it's gonna, uh, you know, everybody cut cool. weight
0: too. You know, they did the way yeah. and everybody cut weight. So it's like we may yeah. probably with the red line. I'm gonna add yeah. one more person to the stream real quick. Uh, G-Funky, this is my, uh, I don't know sure, if you're sure. familiar with Polo, but uh, oh, they add him. Polo, can you oh. hear Yo, 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 man. What's
3: yo. up, my boy? What's Andrew? up,
0: Polo? We got uh, G Funky's here too. I don't know if you guys have met before, but. Uh, oh, hi, man. Nice Nongo. to meet you. Yes, sir. Oh Yeah, but yeah. we were talking about uh, the Savannah. I-, I actually thought that uh, I had Clarissa so Shields g- uh, going to win that fight, I thought. But I thought she was going to have to fight a very controlled fight. I thought that uh, if she got in a game where she was going to start exchanging with Marshall, y- you know, Marshall has that, like you said, that hurricane dragon style. But she also hides things very well with her mm-hmm. tapping. She taps you, taps you with nothing. And you probably think, like, I'm going to get her. She looks off balance. She look, She puts something heavy on it in between. Yes. She's very good at that. So I thought Clarissa Shields, too, when she starts exchanging over too long of a period, she gets very sloppy. She loses a lot of her technique. I yes. think that when she's controlled, she's compact, and she's picking her spots, she's at her best. But when she opens up and gets a little too aggressive, you could definitely hit her. And I thought that that would be her uh, Marshall's best opening. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, looking we uh looking like your she's hit a ball looking like there's nothing special to our game and getting caught in between you know allowing clarissa to open up and catch her in between that i, I really hope that fight still happens i think it's very interesting especially the undercard um, of that yeah. fight
1: but that's a real. i'm glad you mentioned the undercard undercard too because i've interviewed a lot of female fighters over the last couple years and we've talked about their financial shortcomings in mm-hmm. boxing mm-hmm. you know there's just not a big demand for it right now um, you know
3: what's crazy bro i, I, I how like you know the mail boxers you know they fucking make some of them make ridiculous kinds of money it's hilarious that um mma like it treats the female fighters a bit better like they get paid well i'm yeah. not going to say like it's the but it's like an MMA, it's like you've seen girls. Headline. We've seen Amanda Nunez headline pay-per-views. Like, I don't think in boxing I've ever seen that. Have you, Ezra? Like, remember when Amanda Nunez would headline Ronda Rousey? Like, have we it's, had that it, in yeah. boxing? It's a,
0: it's a newer thing now. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, you, you know, and I'll, I'm going let you get back to your point right now, funky, but I just answered that. The um, – you know, the you know, one thing is, I always said that where's the growth in boxing? Where's the growth going to come? And I always knew that women's boxing had a lot of room to grow. It needed the the right fighters to get in there, right? They needed a person that they could put a become a star, had the right style to actually look like similar to the what we were seeing in the men's product. We weren't getting that for a while. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. truth of it. You weren't getting the same thing that you get in the men's product, and in MMA can... you were.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say, I think we have Katie Taylor and the men surrounding me. No, that that's what I'm saying. No, no, no,
0: that's what I'm saying. the, 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 the you're seeing it now, right? The, the the talents looking equivalent to what the what the men are doing. But we'll, we'll Fisher Point, G Funky, my bad. We'll, we'll your point. Oh right?
1: yeah. No, I was just saying about how uh, it's it, financially they don't make the same amount of money. Like it's not even close. Yes, yeah, it's you not know? close. Yeah. And I know for a fact, some of these women on that undercard. They are literally part-time fighters because they still have to work another job to make ends meet. Like boxing alone doesn't get them, doesn't pay their bills. So they had to take time off work, fly over to England, you know, make the weight and all that stuff, and then they just cancel it on them. Like, like they're they're fucked now. Not only that, they had to pay for airline tickets. Like, I don't know if the promoter is going to take care of all that. In some cases, they do, but it's not guaranteed. You know, like I know a friend of mine that I grew up with who was still trying to go to college and fight professionally. Now, he was promoted by Don Chargin, who's who's a really good promoter here in California and throughout boxing. And he took care of him, you know, helped him out with certain things. But that wasn't always the case with everyone. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 for me, I feel bad for them. They spent a lot of money and lost a lot of money flying over there for nothing. You Know now you gotta wait another month and then go back out there,
0: you know. And, and there's not even, you know, you know so, sometimes you know, top rank and stuff like that, they might just be like, Hey, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna, um, we're just gonna just do the for the main two fights, you know what I mean? And we're just gonna scrap mm. the because I ain't gonna fly you back out here. So, you know, what I mean, it, it, it could be a massive missed opportunity for uh, for a lot of these female fighters. That's unfortunate, yep. I, I don't like that at all, but I do. We at least do see, like Polo's talking about, you, you, you are seeing. At least them headline cards now, right? And mm-hmm. MMA, you he didn't, he didn't have that. And I don't know if you remember, Polo, they, remember Dana White, and them were really against women's fighting. They weren't for it. The the, 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 the the now we kind of remember as the you know Ronda Rousey and all that and positive. They were not for that. They didn't. He said himself he did not want women's fighting on his sport. He didn't think that men wanted to watch it. He didn't think there was any good. That no one wants to see two women fight. And then Ronda Rousey became a star. And he just really got behind it boxy kind of took off with Katie taylor serrano i think that that, that kind of like built it up Chris shields winning two olympic golds and then you know Chris shields is doing some smart moves like going to mma and bringing that attention to herself right i think that that now there's some fighters that these promoters can get behind and they all they care about is money so if they can sell they're going to get behind them and i think that you have someone that maybe potential stars here to really uh build the sport like my girl uh senisa estrada who's the king of LA boxing right now, or queen of LA boxing, however you want to phrase it. I think
1: she's the most talented fighter in the women's side, in my opinion. Oh, we lost Polo. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I think she, I I think she, uh, I think, like I said, for as far as LA boxing, it's not as, when I think LA boxing, I think of like, oh man, there's like a rich history. There isn't really that rich of a history. And right now there's really, really no depth of like boxers from LA. So right now it's like, she has a potential to me, of being a, a massive star and especially they can get mm-hmm. the city behind her and she's already like uh, linked up with lebron james and everything like that so i i think and they i think really going to that. top
1: rank was a good move too for her like for me top rank is like like i don't really like to talk about like promotions and things like that on my channel i just like to break down fights and then talk about them after yeah but i feel like top rank to me is still the the best ran promotion promotional company in boxing right now in my opinion and I feel like she did the right move by by signing with them. She's gonna get more exposure. She's not gonna be just fighting on the zone, which is an app which a lot of fight fans don't have. <laughs> yeah, so she's gonna be f- featured on cards on ESPN. Um, so it's gonna get her more exposure, and, and I think that's all she needs because she is spectacular, man, when she fights.
0: Yeah, she has some, and she has some highlight real stuff. You know, what I mean she mm-hmm. she she's she's a uh, what I call his charismatic style in the ring. She's a charismatic style in the ring. Yes, it's fun to watch. It's, she's a fun style to watch um you you think uh top rank uh, i think top rank is really good I, the one thing complaints i have about top rank and you know this is just an old-fashioned model. they do a lot of squash matches on the undercard you know when they build with their prospects on the undercard like you rarely get mm-hmm. like a deep card with them you get some good main events i give you that but you don't really get yeah. a deep, deep card with them i think pvc to me has like overall the deepest cards like i think that maybe they're uh they're not having as more as often the events that the other ones are having but when they give you a card it's pretty stacked and there's not a lot of waste in it. there's not you know what i mean they don't have a lot of fat on it
3: i mean i i i agree and um disagree i mean there's yeah they do have some stacker like the last card they had i think everything was legit i just think you know Maris maybe you could have put him but i mean you know obviously it's it's a name but you're right the only thing i was going to say with the wilder card i was i really wanted to see that Matias fight but now it's, it's just playing It's like damn and then yeah you know, frank sanchez on the undercard but he's going against somebody that you know like it's not really, a, I mean, it's a name, but it's not not like a name like it was finding because Martin or like someone that of of no. It, but it's like I don't know. The, I'm debating on if I should buy it or not because I really was gonna. The undercard was looking stacked, but then you know that fight falling apart is just like it's just planted in the wilder now. You think?
0: Uh, you think that? Um, I mean, of course, yeah. The, the the fight, the Matias fight, was the one I think that a lot of people were really excited for in the undercard. <laughs> but uh, I also think that Frank Sanchez is also there, kind of as like a replacement uh in case something you know in case someone has to step out in the main event they just move frank Sanchez in there
3: yeah he was actually already on the card i think he was gonna be on the prelims because they were gonna put matias that was you know uh, so that's literally like a good fight and then the opening fight was most likely um gonna be that 118 bantam like the eliminator so like they were pretty like even up it's just now i mean i'm not saying it's just the frank Sanchez point is the only thing it's because like i don't know like either he i don't know i just feel like it could have been a better name other than that i don't even know what the fourth fight is I, I just know it's for extensions and that's it up to now
0: well yeah if they would have had matias and Ponce, which is out of their control by it didn't happen if they would have had that that would have been a damn good card i mean that's a damn good fight on that undercard I, I would have been i would have been pretty pumped for that so yeah i mean sometimes it's just out of your control like i said sometimes guys get hurt or you know the other issues that come on and they just can't make it happen
1: yeah and i feel like with pbc um they do try to load their cards more than, than any other uh, major promotional company. Um, I feel like it's because they just put so many fighters on the shelf for so long sometimes. Yeah, they, you need, know? A, like, they, they need to get them out they, there. They yeah. they got to do something with them. But then again, like the negative part could be, well, you're hiding them on pay-per-view. Like how many people are going to buy this Wilder fight? Like, let's be honest. I think I might do good. I think uh, I might do I, good. I,
3: I'm debating, to be honest, because like you said, Wilder, you know, obviously he's exciting. The point is not the best, but it's like, you know, like he, he's going to bring a, he, we're trying to see what it looks like. The plant fight was interesting because they, and then, I don't know, just, I don't know, man, the plant, I was going to, I want to see the plant Darrell fight because I, I, I've always wanted to see that fight, but other than that, I don't know, I'm debating right now. I'm 50, 50 because other than that, I don't know, man. Frank Sanchez is my guy.
0: but come on, plant Darrell's pretty good too. I mean, for what I'm for, for saying War it's not. The, I'm just saying,
3: yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like the Frank Sanchez fight, I'm not really because the point, and then the bantamweight, it's like, the, I don't know. I don't know what the fourth fight is actually. Do you guys know what the fourth fight is? Because I just know like
0: the fight it was Hellenius. I mean, it was um, it was Matias no. and Ponce. They pulled that out.
3: No, but now man. it's just Frank. so it's Plant, Darrell Wilder Hellenius, and Sanchez, uh, the guy the
0: Carlos guy. Who's the, the fight? was um What's his name? Uh, uh what's the his, his brother? Uh, Gary Russell's brother. They're gonna uh, get two. I want to say Emmanuel um, Rodriguez. Uh, oh man. man. Man, did you see the I want to fight? see him fight Bartholomew,
1: man. That's what I wanted to see oh, you no, gotta yeah. bring that back, man. No, no, not that one. The, the, no, 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 the, the other brother, brother, the
0: one yeah, that's 100, uh, uh, 15, 118
3: pounds. I, 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 I like that. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I mean, the first fight they fought, bro, didn't really end very well. I mean, if it was, I don't know, that fight, I don't know, just because how it ended, I kind of didn't. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like, it ended that fast. Like, I don't know. I have a feeling it,
0: it <laughs> Well, I, don't know. Know. I mean, we
3: need a, a, a Rodriguez. No, they they, they headbutt each other. Not headbutt each other, attempt, but remember they like kind of like bum rushed each other, and boom, it just ended like literally thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> that's the same one though, because I, I had heard something else that it might not be the same Rodriguez. So I just want to confirm that's the same.
3: No, one it's a, no, it's Manny. if he said Manny, I, I mean, the only guy I know he he fired, named Manny was Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I know. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I like that card. I like that card a lot. I like. I said, of course, I wish Matias and Bonce were on there, but. Uh, oh, you guys don't give Helenius a chance at all?
3: Uh, but, mm, I don't know, man, because he's been like I, – did I tell you I actually saw Hellenius get knocked out in person against Terrell Washington July 13, 2019 here in the Carter, Minnesota. I actually saw him get knocked out. So mm. I don't know, man. And then he got knocked out, but I think he did fight White, which, you know, he he, he wins this. But, I mean, dude, White hurt him a couple times. But, um, it's just he was boxing very well to, that he made a distance. I I give him, like, a 90-10 because, like I said, I don't know where maybe, like you said, he he does punt. He has a punch maybe, like, if he catches him. But I think Wilder should win. But I don't know, man. I think this is Helene's best shot to beat Wilder, to be honest.
1: What do you think, G-Funky? No, I I agree with what he just said. This is his best opportunity to beat him because Wilder's coming off of two back-to-back knockout losses. Um, Not only that, the guy is still living in this – alternate universe where he thinks that he was cheated by fury and by his own trainer and by the referee and by the commission like he's just not letting it go man and like for me that's a big red flag you know yeah like, I, saw point, I saw that interview
3: i saw the interview where he said that he he said fury i mean i understand like you know who, who nobody likes to lose but he actually did say it like he brought it up which i mean i don't know i just i just think you know maybe like you said that loss still hurts or maybe i mean like you said he it's his word so like he said if you believe that then that's on him but I did see that interview and I was like, Well, I look I mean, maybe like the second fight I would have said something, but I mean I don't other I think he's just gonna, you know, say that and just I don't know. Do you think it can affect him?
1: I do, man. I just don't think his head's in the right place. Like and here's the reason why I say that. If you believe the only reason you've lost is because you were cheated and not because you needed to make adjustments or approve, that's a problem. You know, like you're not looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, "I need to make some changes." All right, I got beat by this guy. I need to do something different. What he's doing is he's looking in the mirror and saying, "Nope, you didn't lose. You got cheated." You know, and I'm like, "I don't. I don't think he's mentally in the right place, man. I just don't." So I feel like I agree with you. This is his best, helenius best opportunity. He's getting the a wilder that we just don't know if either physically because he is getting injured a lot as well. He's constantly oh, having these surgeries right. after fights. And again, mentally, I don't know where he's at, you know. So it's yes, it's, okay.
0: it's a tough one. And also, you gotta remember too that uh Helenius he found something out in himself, he got a little confidence boost in that Kanaki fight. Because in mm-hmm. the first one, he kind of you know his power saved the day for him, I thought. And then the, the second one, he kind of figured he kind of feels he, he found his legs though a little bit underneath him. He found his legs, he found a little bit of movement. I'm gonna take Wilder. I, I know that the, I, I, I don't think that he, yeah, I don't think he was cheated or anything. And I don't believe any of that. Of course not. But what I do, what I do believe though, is this dude does 100% truly believe in himself. So much in the fact that if he loses, he has to think that it's completely something that wasn't legal. Something right, not right happened in the ring for him to lose. Uh, people with that kind of confidence like that sometimes it takes that to do the things that this guy's accomplished or anyone's accomplished you know what i mean like sometimes football players all these guys have to have insane confidence or insane uh thought process to even get to that point so i i don't and especially because his style too is not going to change he's not going to i know a lot of people say like oh he needs to get technically better he's not going to get technically better he's going to he make he does.
3: adjustments true but ezra i think he can make some adjustments like obviously I, you can't change a fire but i'm saying I'm, like I said, if it, it's worked be, uh, for him before. I mean, if he comes out, shows something different than it shows, maybe he took this time worked on some things. Well, but like,
0: if you look at the third fight, he made adjustments in that fight. He did pretty good stuff. I mean, he did stuff that I thought he needed to do. He went to the body early to move uh, Fury off the spot. I thought the biggest flaw in the third fight was his biceps were too big and his blood rushed to his arm? arms. Yeah, his blood rushed to his arms. If you watch the fight, he could barely keep his arms up. He can't even protect himself for the thing.
3: No, he did do good. He went to the body, but then he stopped doing that. Like, bro, if he would have, yeah, went because
0: to his, the arm body. His, his arms died out. His arms died plus, out after like the second round. They saw he had too much muscle. Plus, I think what happened too was, and I kind
1: of talked about this. I remember I had uh, Nate Campbell on my channel. We were talking about this, and he said, Look, Wilder's a guy who's going to, you know, he's going to revert back to his old tactics once he gets hit or hurt by Fury. And I think he was 100% right in that because I feel like early on, like you said, he was going to the body, you know, jabbing a little bit more. But as soon as he got dropped, and I think it was round three, like he went back to the old Wilder, just swinging away, you know. Go, um, watch,
0: I'm telling you, go back watch that, that fight. That, that, watch, that is true, though. watch after the second round. Look at his arms after the second round of that fight. After if, watch it because I, you know, the funny thing is, like a lot of people that are wild supporters, Wilder supporters, and that going into that fight, we're saying, look at uh. Um look at Fury, he's not taking this fight serious. He's not training, he's the all yeah, a lot of people no, no, were no. saying and that I, yes. I think they were right though. No, I a hundred percent think they were right. I don't think that was the sharpest Fury in that fight. I thought that was actually a very sloppy. I, Fury. So? I thought that was an extremely sloppy. Uh, Fury. I, mean,
3: I I don't want to take because I mean Fury no. I'm,
0: Wilder did catch him, but I mean you
3: yeah, yeah. might be right. Yeah, they were yeah, saying I that think, that Fury
0: yeah, and, I think, and I think they were right. I think they were hundred percent right. I don't think Fury took him hundred percent serious in that fight. I think he I, I, think I don't so. think Fury takes any of these guys really serious. I'll be honest with you. That's why he's willing That's to fight Joshua. Scary. In December, that's why he's willing to fight. Probably, probably, if he fought Joshua and beat him, he probably challenged Usyk a month later to fight. He doesn't take any of these guys serious. But I'm saying that's- though, watch the fight. Go back and watch the fight. Look at Fury's arms in the. Look at Wilder's arms in the second, third round. They're dead. They're they're so swelled up with blood because of the too much muscle he put on. They that's Even if point. if he tries to do that, keep that strategy, keep going. It wasn't going to work because his arms were dead. He couldn't even block. But, he could but, barely extend just to block. You do realize he pumped up
3: because he knew Fury was going to use his physicality. No, no, no. Eating. Yeah, it I, was absolutely. it was
0: a bad strategy. It was a bad. It was a bad move on his part yeah. because it, you were never going to beat him with your biceps. Any anything you do in yeah. any sport, or anything like that, anything with fighting, especially your biceps, uh, like having big biceps, are never like a positive. It's just not. It never in fighting, at least, or maybe in other sports, but in fighting for sure, having big biceps is never a, a positive. Yeah, and I was always told
1: in gyms by trainers that you know they don't like guys lifting weights like that like he's putting those videos out of him like bench pressing yeah that, was, like that. that like, was that you know.
3: was joshua's first problem with with the uh, with the uh, with Reese i told people Reese is going to beat him, yeah. yeah, because he's not. He's working out too much. And then the second part, I said, watch, he's going to use his distance to jab him all night, and, and he'll beat him again like that if they fight a, re, a third, fourth, fifth. And people were like, holy shit, I don't take him because, you know, yeah, Reese came but I was like, bro, even when he was in shape, Joshua would just fight him at the distance. Like, Joshua made adjustments. Like, like that's what Joshua, exactly what you said, Ezra. Joshua made adjustments because in the first fight, he was fucking huge. Like, bro, you could tell.
1: Like, mm-hmm. And he was a lot leaner in that rematch. He
3: was yeah. way See lean. that he guessed Super out. And in the, but in mm-hmm. the second fight, he just went in there and just like, that's all you beat. Like, small guy, you keep you use your distance and your jab. And, bro, Reese could not touch him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, also too, like Ruiz. He, uh, to me, like
3: Ruiz bro, to me, Ruiz, Ruiz
0: has bad legs coming forward. They, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think he has horrible legs coming forward. I don't think he has
3: do
0: I don't think he has any moves to get inside. He has no moves to get inside. And you saw the Ortiz oh, fight. He
3: got, he got inside. What are you talking about? Joshua no, bro, no, bro, no,
0: no, he didn't get inside, or Joshua gave him the inside. Joshua went in for the finish and got oh, too deep in, and then he responded. But he never earned the spot. He doesn't he doesn't have legwork to earn the spot. He's never earned any inside. He, oh, his moves are, Parker, he responds he when you. you no,
2: the fight?
0: no, I don't think he did. Parker. The Parker. I think Parker, Parker, I, think Parker Every, I think Parker rests. Parker stops. He moves and stops to punch. Right. And if you know, have man, he, and Ruiz, if you have a constantly move with Ruiz, if you constantly move him and don't let him come in, he's never gonna be able to earn the space he needs to punch. He'll never he could Parker respond, but he can't
3: the earn. same again. Parker after that fight, oh, never fought no. the same. Bro,
2: no
1: literally
3: he used to bro. He felt those body <laughs> I'm not shots. a big fan of
1: Parker's style um, either. I mean yeah. yeah. his child
2: stance <laughs>
0: But, but I don't but, know. Who, but what do you compare it to? Like, what do you mean? He never fought the same. What? What? To what performance? It, like, like he doesn't engage as
3: much as I. Like, how do I say? It? He doesn't engage as much. As, like he used to because after that fight, bro, he was getting tagged That's not up to true the body. Didn't he go to war with
0: White after that fight? No,
3: why be yeah. I gotta Yeah, they the went to, to war
0: he went to war white in that fight. So that's not that's uh, not the I case.
3: watch watch his past fights before he fought Reese. Look how he used to fight. That dude legit could box. It's just something about he just never fought the same after that fight. I just didn't see it. It's like with that Reese fight, he boxed good. He kept, but like I don't know, man. Reese was getting inside of him. You gotta rewatch that fight as the way he was getting inside those body shots, dude. Parker, I'm surprised he didn't go down because dude, he was getting tagged up to the
0: body. I'll tell you right now, I would never watch that fight out of joy or for fun or anything like that. But oh, there is a Parker, there is a Parker, uh, Joyce fight that's coming up that I will have to study for. I'll put that, I'll add that to the list. Who do you, you, who, who, who you think would win oh, that, in that fight? I, I think Joyce is gonna uh run through him, but like a hot so? knife through butter Joyce as well. I got Joyce, yeah. yeah. but I don't know, man. I don't want to come Parker out like, a, like saying, a hot man. knife through butter. That's what I think, but I, I, I want, want to see
1: the fight. Parker. Like Parker's got no killer instinct, man. Yeah, like, he
3: doesn't have that. And the Reese fight he did, yeah. dude. He was like that. That's exactly what I'm saying. I was going He doesn't that. have that. Bro, he doesn't go for it with Reese. He tried to go for it. It's just Reese was, you know, bro, watch that fight. I don't know how people are like, bro, they were going to war together. And then after that, just Parker lost it.
0: Uh, You know, a lot of people put down, like, speaking of heavyweight fights, uh, a lot of people put down, like, Fury and Klitschko, right? And I know a lot of people think that's an extremely boring fight.
3: Frank Sanchez, too. But I'm saying, though,
0: like, I would watch Fury-Klitschko over uh, Parker Ruiz. Like if I had a choice, I'd. oh I mean, which, I, I...
1: which which fight? Because I I was not a big fan of Vladimir Klitschko specifically. Vitaly was okay with me. But no, Vladimir no, I'm saying I watched
0: Fury fight Klitschko, and that's a I oh, I mean, okay. to people, that's like one of the most boring fights ever in
1: history. I, mean, just I watched that over. I love that fight because he beat Klitschko. I couldn't. Stand it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that
0: fight. I love that fight because <laughs> he out Klitschko. Klitschko. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, he's doing exactly what Klitschko does. He's doing it to him, and I was like, and he's doing it like Klitschko when right. he's at his best. <laughs> I always
3: liked Vladimir a bit better, man. Especially when he fought Povek in the Hay fight. That was him that fought him, Povek in and Hay, Hay, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Vladimir, yeah, Vladimir. That's fight. That's fight. It was it was hilarious. No, you like I Vladimir
3: like... more than Vitaly Batali?
0: because Vitaly's a more entertaining know. one.
3: No, but it's for just me. Like, yeah. what I like is like the way he was just beating all these contenders. Like bro, Povetkin when he was bro, that dude was no fucking joke. David Hay, you know, had the the haymaker. Like I don't know, it's just hilarious how he was just beating these guys. It's like okay, now on to the next one. Oh, you, you know, got. You uh... got...
0: you know where i lost respect for them and i'll I'll tell you exactly what happened it was when he lost to sanders and he didn't get it back his brother did and Mm. i was like what the hell is this right you go get it back why is your brother going to get it back for you and that's when i realized i was like oh the heavyweight division is is ran by a two-headed monster
1: (laughs) so of course you're not gonna lose it. it
0: That's what I'm saying, but they of course they want because if you beat one, then you gotta go fight the other. You can't just beat one and be like, oh, I'm champ now. No, then the other one's gonna come knock you out. And the chances of beating both of them were pretty were pretty low already because of giant, massive human beings with the in the one of the worst times of heavyweight division history. I don't yeah, think I so like,
3: because because they still had guys, they're just like, bro, you had a, you had ooh, a David Hay, you had uh, Brian Jennings was pretty. David Haye was,
0: was first of all. David Hay was a cruiserweight most of the time. They were heavyweight champs. He came up. No, 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 no. Fought. But he won
3: a champion and he beat the one of the top five guys
0: that. Who did Who did he beat? What, what champion the, did he beat? The, the uh, Yeah, that dude. The was one fucking, that beat the one that lost to the old Vander. I mean, yeah. I don't know I I the won that like fight Yeah. That was a horrible heavyweight era. I mean, that was that was terrible heavyweight era. I don't yeah, think <laughs> so.
1: For me, with I'm Vladimir, bro. my issue was this: like he really overdid the crunk style, like that Fury has now. When he went with Sugar Hill, where that he kind of hit and maul and grapple guys and and use your weight to kind of wear them down. Like to me, he just overdid that. Like jab, hold, jab, hold, right hand. Yeah. Let me lean on your back, like. I just could not watch that. Like I'd rather go outside and watch my grass grow than to watch a guy <laughs> fight like that. Hey, you know, hey, like. Hey, try,
3: try, try Samuel Peter, man. We we had Samuel oh. Peter. Come on, See that man. Samuel Peter?
0: Okay, you know who is Samuel Peter today? Do you think Samuel Peter beats guys today? Of all of the top five heavyweights <laughs> right now? Hell you yeah! Peter? No,
1: Hell he does yeah. It doesn't touch him. Bro,
3: Samuel Jones
0: beat him, bro. Right? Yeah, did did James, James beat him. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, know, I think they fought. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they fought, but I'm not, I don't remember. Yeah. But, but,
3: but listen, Ezra, you're saying that because, bro, that's what everybody says. When there's two guys or two dominant guys just beating everybody, people get tired of it. They say, oh, the no. heavyweight. Like, no, it's just there's two dominant guys that no, nobody gets uh, touched. They always I, say I re- that, bro.
0: Stop I remember it. how no, bad, bad the heavyweight division was then. Samuel P- I'll tell you why Samuel Peter was famous, because we were so desperate, right, for a heavyweight. Anyone, we were so desperate Before. for someone to challenge them that when Samuel Peters looked semi-alright, we were like, thank goodness. Someone could challenge Klitschko's. That's literally the only reason why I remember him. Or the only reason why he was ever talked about. He would not be anything today. He'd be fighting. I disagree. He'd, he'd I disagree. Be, uh, I disagree. He'd be stubborn. Think, he'd be stubborn, if we're being honest. I disagree. Be I,
3: think he, I think he'll beat Luis Ortiz. I think he could probably clip. Reece. You think, I think he, he, he would what? be
0: Luis Ortiz in his prime? You think he'd be Luis Ortiz in his he prime? He would clip
3: if, Bro, that Luis Ortiz would get knocked out. I, like I said, you're Ooh. sipping on Samuel Peter. I don't understand. Like, bro, did you not see the Klitschko fight? He fucking went to war. Like, I don't know. You're you're discrediting I, I don't know, as your man, we're gonna disagree to agree, but yeah, Samuel Peter, Peter was legit.
1: Look, I, I like Peter, he was entertaining, but was he like that guy, like, I, I don't no, know. I, I, I didn't know. say he was
0: a guy. I just say he could beat a lot of these if guys. If you I remember, just, I... uh, you brought up the Klitschko one, right? So that would be your best argument. It's like, oh, he did have a competitive fight with Klitschko. If you remember Klitschko at that point, the biggest flaw with Klitschko was that he had no cardio, right? He had no, he had no gas tank. Oh, In the second half you. of the fight, he, didn't he, he fight died bro out. Brothers?
3: Didn't he fight bro, bro, brothers?
0: I don't think so. I don't think Peter fought Vitalik. Oh, he
3: fought. Look, look. No, because he fought or he fought one twice. I remember one was like. He fought really... Vlad.
0: Bl- I, Vladdy, yeah, Vlad. Yeah, he fought Vlad and they the Vlad tired out in the second half of the fight, got dropped a few times. But that was when he had that huge when Vlad had the most, the worst gas tank in the world. And after like the fifth and sixth round, mm-hmm. there was a chance he just passed out on the floor because he lost to Lamont Brewster the same way. In the Nigerian the the
3: Nightmare. Way. The Nigerian Nightmare. Put some respect on him. The, the Nigerian mm. Nightmare. He's, <laughs> hey, he's
0: he's what a jugbo
3: is today. What he, but he except a little bit better.
0: But you do uh, no, know. No, you might be right. He's what a jugbo is today. You might be right. Uh, outside bro, the saying, top ten man, heavyweights. No hell no. So right bro, you're
3: tripping, bro, bro, bro. The heavyweight division is going through a process now. We know who the top guys are. Wait until these guys start fighting each other. They will have the heavyweight. We'll have a mix of things. We'll see Flip. We'll see the great Frank Sanchez we well, see. Yeah, big, but that's big, what I'm saying. Guys. You're
0: explaining. You're explaining good heavyweight. So you're explaining a good heavyweight. No, but but bro, I'm, I'm just you saying. Them, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just
3: saying, bro. Like some of those guys that they fought could beat a lot of the guys today. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's hilarious. You're probably yeah. Looking, I mean,
1: look, James I Tony. To... James, James Tony, a guy who was pretty much known for his runs at middleweight, went was the a... distance twice with Peter. One, one was win? a split decision. No, he didn't win, but one was a split decision um but i mean those were good competitive fights too like i feel like peter like that's a guy that peter should knock out and tony was well out of his prime too at that time like this was james not a tony ever knocked prime. out
3: was james tony ever knocked out
1: I don't I don't no, think so, don't think so. Ooh, but I'll say I mean, this. Yeah. A, a middleweight moving up, should Samuel Peter, with his reputation, should have stopped him in
0: one and, of those fights. And honestly, not just a middleweight moving up. A, a middleweight that didn't just move up because like, oh, I'm going to do it the right way. He just moved up because he says, I'm tired of being in shape. That's literally why he moved up. He said, I'm tired of working out and being in shape, so I'll move up. That's what James Tony was at that time. You're talking about the division that had Monty Barrett, they had... uh Messy, they had um Seth Mitchell. You're talking about one of the worst times in boxing, <laughs> you're talking about one of the worst times in heavyweight boxing history. And you're gonna tell me that Samuel Peters would be competitive with the guys today, and I'm just gonna say no. The only reason he's competitive, uh, I, didn't Waddle, say guys. I,
3: I say, I say not that I said he could beat a lot of the contenders. Like I said, we're gonna disagree to agree if he dropped Klitschko. Multiple times, and and why is he well, that I'm was I'm telling
0: you, Klitschko was dead tired. Klischo was at that point. couldn't was go like eight, eight rounds. Making excuses, was
3: bro, like 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 I said, dog, we're gonna disagree. Disagree. <laughs> people need to watch stuff. Like I said, I'm not saying you, but people saying like like people probably weren't even like they don't even have the driver's license when Sam and Peter was fighting.
0: No, that's I a good point. Well, a no, no, no. Girls, yeah. To be I'm fair, I don't think you had a driver's, like, license yeah. Samuel no, Samuel Samuel uh, driver's license when Samuel uh, Peter. I did, I did. But I remember watching Samuel Peter because I didn't have a driver's license when Samuel Peter. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I,
3: I don't give up my age, but no, nah, Samuel Peter, bro. <laughs> Samuel Peter, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think Peter? Let,
1: let's, let's do this real quick, then, because I want to I want to hear. Let's start with Joshua. You think he beats uh, Joshua?
3: Be, that be I don't know, man. Reese. I, I, I think he'll be. I, I think Joshua beats him. Joshua beats him for sure, but in a competitive fight.
1: Oh goodness okay. gracious! Uh, Tyson Fury.
3: Oh hell no! I think Tyson okay. Fury beats him.
1: Andy Ruiz.
3: Ah, uh, I say they go one and one.
0: <laughs> it's a rematch. I'm uh, just saying, you're
3: rating these heavyweights like, dog. I've seen better heavyweights. Like, this is my my guy. Like, I'm like, dude, I've seen legit better. So, uh, I don't know, like. I said, we're gonna disagree to agree. Like, some of these heavyweights, bro. I'm gonna be honest. With right, you okay, are, right, wait, wait, wait. In my opinion.
0: Okay, uh, so you think uh, Luis Ortiz in his prime, he 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 would give him hell. He would beat him.
3: Bro, he would give him a lot of hell.
0: Okay, Wilder. Know, oh where, no, where no, no wait, 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 wait. Samuel I Peter's Wilder.
3: Bro, that would be a competitive fight. I think Wilder gets him at the end, but I'm saying Wilder would have to bite down. Like, I see them both going down.
1: I think that's a fucking crazy fight. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that's crazy. crazy. Just thinking uh, about like, the smiles, like, my God, that would be a yeah, firework. That would be crazy, show, but Wilder, Wilder, puts would, him to, Wilder, Wilder puts him
0: to sleep. Uh, run,
3: yeah, but Wilder would almost get put to put to uh, sleep. If Ortiz got him against the rope, if, if Molina rocked him, don't get out of here and tell me that Sam Peter won't drop him, like, that would be a competitive fight. It would It'd be come a back fucking the
0: amazing
1: pool. fight, man. Just thinking
0: you know about that doing? right
1: now, holy shit.
0: <laughs> well, Polo, well, 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 what you're doing right now is you, you basically like, you're using the middleweight division we have today, right? And you're going to be like, put it against like some of the, you know, like one of the better middleweight divisions and being like, I don't know, uh, you know, I think... uh uh, Murado would be competitive, and it's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Like, Murado would be competitive with who? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just it doesn't make sense. I get Samuel Peter was something in that weak heavyweight division, but he wouldn't be something today. It's just not – I, a heavyweight I, I, heavyweight I, I, I disagree.
3: I, I, I disagree, bro. I saw Charles Martin become world champion, and Samuel Peter can't can become a world champion, man. Come on.
0: Who would Charles Martin be the world champion? And, and – and, and, he but beat? I'm saying he beat, beat, he, beat, he
3: beat some guy. I can't even pronounce his name, but I'm saying if Charles Martin got a title shot, and that's no knock to Charles Martin. If, if, uh, I must say, because actually Reese did beat Joshua. I'm just saying, I, I think some of Peter would have been a champion. I, I disagree with what you're saying. Like I said, he's not a bad fighter, in my opinion. I'm no, not, this...
0: I, I not saying he's a bad fighter, but he's just not like the level of these guys. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. How, do, think,
1: how do you think Peter would do against a Dillion White? Oh,
0: that would be. Ooh. That would be competitive.
3: I think White can get him, but I think so. I don't know, man. It's just that's what I'm saying. You really think about it. I like I, White. I, I actually love
0: do. that fight. If, okay, if yeah, there's going to be a do. fight we make, I, I, I'm i making that one. And Chisora. I think Ooh. Peter Chisora holds. Oh, oh I think, man. I think,
3: I think, uh, <laughs> that's Peter a Chisora. Yes, yeah, Chisora was a top 10 heavyweight at one point. People just forget this guy. Who, just fight everybody. Who did Chisora beat? I'm just saying he was top 10 at, at one point. He got a title shot,
0: and he was top 10. Um he, who did he beat? Here's I got here, here's the thing with Chizora. He's never beat anyone. That's I the thing think. with Chizora. That's the fun fact about him that no one really talks about. He has never beat anyone. Now, not now I mean, he one fought person. all the smoke, though. I mean, I mean he fought he like, fought he fought everybody, I mean, he everybody mean, yeah. for that. I have a question. I have question. You remember?
3: yo, yo, he 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 made easy work of Spuka in two rounds. Oh, well that's spuka
0: yeah, yeah but I'm processing.
3: just saying. But I'm saying I don't know, man. I've never seen knocked out Price. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> and oh, look, he had a competitive fight with look, look. with
0: White until he got caught late yeah, in that fight. How about you know Pulek? that was a Pulek, really good
3: Pulek, fight. Pulek was at one point a
0: top ten. Ah, uh, come on. You 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 think Pulek Pulek still? Saying, I mean, nah. not now, not now. And you know Pulis' what last credible win is what Frank Mir. I mean, come on, is we fight really? Yeah, you yes, yes, fought, fought him in a triangle. You fought <laughs> him in a you triangle. That was like last year, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. the whole thing. I ordered I ordered that pay per view.
1: Fake mirror got oh, brutalized, wow. man. That was yeah, he, that was a
3: ooh. you're ridiculous, Asher. You you like R.I.P.
0: Triller. R.I.P. Triller. Boy, they came and went, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I have a question.
3: I, I have a question. Um, well, yeah, we saw there's a, uh, Let me think back to the heavyweights because there were some interesting heavyweights back then.
0: <laughs> there was it. There was literally that was the whole problem. <laughs> there were no interesting heavyweights at that time. That was I mean, Chris Arriola
1: mean, was a guy who was a, a top guy at the time.
0: Remember? Yeah, I I can't out. I have a Chris Arriola.
1: Chris Okay, Pavekin. Pavekin.
0: okay. So Pavekin was considered. How about who's, uh,
3: that, who's that guy? Oleg Mas, the one. Masca, that
0: beat, uh, uh, was was yeah, I don't he's think, from I West think Sacramento,
1: where before. I'm from.
0: So. Maskaev is from Sacramento.
1: He trained oh, out of wrong. here, yes. No, yeah. yeah he's from Russia originally, but yeah, he trained yeah, yeah, yeah. out of so you're
3: here. You're telling yeah. me a guy like Ola Musk can be a champion right now? Like, no, Ola he would have been a champion.
0: Time. No, he was good. Mean, he was, he was good at that time. But I'm telling
1: would have a puncher's chance against anyone, but that's about it.
0: You gotta remember, you know? this was a time of heavyweights when you, if you had a good heavyweight fight, like it'd be like so rare. You'd be like, what the hell? is this What do you
3: rate Luis Ortiz? Because I know he got the skills. I think he's a top ten who did he beat that you're just like, he's so great. Cause to be honest, if he would have got in there with that Vitaly, Vladimir, Vladimir would have schooled them so bad. He so, probably would have quit boxing. I so, think Povek can put his legs out. At I, the like, point, I don't think he would.
0: So you have to remember at the point of what you're asking, right? So Luis Ortiz at the point, right. When he fought Wilder, right. You got to remember that uh, at that point, neither of them have really had anyone have fought anyone. It was just, we had, these were the top three guys. It was just, this was the talent of the division. Neither had really anyone had done any work to anyone. I mean, that's just the truth of it. So you then when he mean, f- I mean, I mean I, I, he At that like, point, like, if you're just talking skill-wise, I had rate had rated oh, no, him pretty good. high. As skill-wise, yeah, uh, wise. And, uh, what he I thought... He never like, had that win, though. Like, that's the thing. I, I, that, no, no, he yeah, never did. He yeah. never did have that win. But I'm saying, at that point, I thought... He could possibly be the best heavyweight if he would have fought Joshua. Like I think he would have gave Joshua a world of trouble. Honestly, no, I, think he I think I
3: think I think Joshua clips him. I'm I'm honest
1: maybe, with like, but let
0: me tell you something. He's getting he's getting touched in that fight. That's a, that's to me. That's like at so? that point when they fought. That's he, a
1: very competitive fight. I would I would prime a prime Ortiz. I prime would pick would to beat Joshua. That's what I'm saying. So, no, uh, so, South Paul. so. he's a southpaw. He's a southpaw with power, man. Like think about it. Think so so, so Wilder you know, beat him.
0: So what people are I think what people are doing is they're looking back now at. Ortiz, right now, but you got to remember when Wilder beat him, Ortiz was like up and coming. He was like, Hey, this is the guy now. He's here. This is the, so the I fight, remember I saw him fight and some like, When he yeah, knocked on so, Brian Jennings, like that's so the When like, no, yeah. he definitely
3: had skills. Like, bro, he was knocking, he was that's entertaining. A, I just never saw like, I saw the skills. I just, we never saw him. That's the thing yeah, never like it never evolved never into the him wins. Against, like, yeah, never like got good Oscar. wins. He didn't guess a at that time. Uh. A uh, Fucking Vladimir a uh, uh, Christian Rolla. even though, you know, obviously, but I'm saying those were the guys. I'm saying we never saw him into those wins. Like, I'm pretty sure, bro, mm-hmm. if he would have beat any of those guys, if he would have went in there and be, I don't think he would have beat Vladimir. I think Vladimir well, would have made him. You know, silly. when uh,
0: and, he fought Ruiz, when he fought Ruiz, what I took away from that fight, right, is if he fought Ruiz in his prime. I don't think that I don't I fight. I don't I think he smokes just I think he smokes
3: I just I so, he would always he have issues with the speed he does he, I think I think it's he, the same outcome except you gotta remember Mendoza, Ortiz has Mendoza.
0: no legs right now because he's just doesn't have him anymore. He's past his prime. He doesn't have legs anymore. He cannot yeah, take he a shot. have
3: a problem. I mean, bro, it was all that
1: shit. What it is some yeah. people? He's fifty. So. Yeah, he's fifty. But <laughs> I, but
0: now it's finally starting to show the ring. You know what I mean? So he's he's finally fifty in the ring. His legs are 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 shot. Shot. I mean, they are shot. The fact that he was in that fight and competitive in that fight is really a testament to how good this guy really is. And how good he was at his time, and how skilled he is. But well, you that's also got to
3: look at this. He's been active, and Reese came off for layoff, so you uh, do realize you know, that. How old I'm is kidding. Ruiz? He was active. How old is uh, Ruiz? Ruiz? Ruiz is thirty-two, I think. But I mean, Ruiz Ortiz no, is That's, active, that's a I'm baby saying, Ruiz in every way. But, but but listen, Ruiz Ortiz is active though. Was active fighting constantly. Then Reese and he went. In. I'm just saying, you got to add that to that part that Reese was coming off for layoff. Ruiz. And Ruiz yeah, yeah and he's his
1: own worst enemy, man. He comes in. Up and down with his. I mean, he, I I feel like active, he did his thing, but I'm mean? just
3: saying, I, I think, bro, a, an active Reese would have stopped him. A Reese coming up with like how he came, like no, fighting no. constantly. I don't know, man. I I, I, think, no. he him, man. I, I, I think that Reese was,
0: man. That was that's. What, I mean, I didn't say anything that was like, oh, this is sloppy from Ruiz. It was. It looked like a Ruiz performance. I mean, what what it was it, it that he was lacking? It was exactly what he does. I mean, honestly, his speed was good. He looked in good shape. He was yeah, definitely in good shape. Good. And stuff, he, was, but... he was
3: slipping a lot of his shots. I yeah, yeah.
0: So guess. it was a good race. But it's just, to me, he won the fight. No no doubt about it. I don't think it's like a notable win for him or anything like that. But he won the fight. Yeah, really, a... like, not
3: like a, I just think it's the top 10. I mean, Luis Ortiz is a top 10. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't think
0: is. it's a, I don't think it's a notable win. I don't think when you, to me, I'm very selective on what, whether I give someone a notable win or not. I don't think that's a notable win. Now I think yeah. that the Joshua one was. He'll have another chance at one if he fights Wilder, because I don't believe this whole Wilder Usyk thing. But if, uh, he'll Why have another not? chance to be fight because I don't believe that Fury and Joshua are going to fight. So for me to believe that Usyk and Wilder are going to fight, I have to believe that Fury and Joshua. No, no, are gonna but fight. I'm saying, I'm saying, how do you know Fury? Like, like you said, I think Joshua
3: is going to come back. You know, fight in between maybe fight next year. I honestly, like you said, there's other guys he could fight. I don't even think the Fury Joshua fight happens, but.
1: Joshua's got a lot of money to make, still, even Wilder. though he's lost yeah. a couple of fights back to yeah. back. Like, he, can he can fight Zing, he can fight Zane,
3: he can fight, yeah. fight Zing, he, fight... he can fight Adam Wallyn. Let's, he can let's fight... just do these three right, right, right like... here
1: that are these three right baby. here. Are huge fights, Fury. Mm-hmm. Huge fight over in the UK. Mm-hmm. A lot of money you can make there. Wilder, there's still a lot of interest in that for all the years that people were going back and forth debating those two, and he could still fight Andy Ruiz because they're at one one. Dude, yeah, guys, bro, Reece, still carries some weight, you know. A white so a white rematch,
3: fights. a white rematch, a white uh, if Parker State does beat um Joyce, because like you said, boxing that, that Parker rematch, like dude, there's hella fights. Like, he literally can fight in China, sell out a stadium yeah, so, with that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe fight Zane, Flay, J- Lang
1: is good too. I like yeah, Oh,
3: Lang. I was telling people he's not going to be easy work, people thought Flip was just going to run through him. I'm like, all like, right, you boy, oh boy, yeah, they're wrong. And Zang was putting so it that's out what I'm of saying, him.
1: so. Herkovich had that what I call pre anointed syndrome where people were well, anointing this guy I mean, without really doing nothing. No, no, know? no, no what, what,
3: what, what it is? Bro has is, on
0: top five in the heavyweight division right now. So. I mean, he's, he's good. Well,
3: he's top but, five. No, I never risked it. I said he's definitely top ten, top five. That's a, to he ain't top me, five, you, you, but bro, listen, he's top ten, not top five until he beats like a top five guy. Listen. What it was is people probably heard sparring stories about this guy because he sparred. Mm -hmm. He was was a hay and a Wilder sparring partner. So obviously, people in the boxing were talking. They're like, yo, this guy's legit. You know, they were probably, like you said, maybe he is good, but maybe Zhang is better than what we thought. And it was just, we literally saw two top 10 heavyweights legit go at each other. And he just made a flip look good because, I mean, bro, flip was on a run. And I think people, because, bro, 11 guys turned him down. And I don't want to hear that because, like, bro, they had an opportunity for an IBF mandatory. And on a big ass card, and the money was probably going to be whatever the money. So I'm saying, the eleven guys turned them down. So that's that's for a reason. Maybe no, they oh, wait, wait,
2: wait,
0: wait, wait. They did. Okay.
3: They, did. No, they, did. No, they did. No, 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 no. That's they okay. Let's
0: explain it, Polo. Polo, Polo. Let's explain. Bro. So this is the thing. You could, you could use this, whatever. Okay, that's. Fine. I just think it's, it's ridiculous, not bro. It, okay, it's enough. But, what, I but just pull pull up, it's why did they turn? Why did they turn them down, though? Why did they turn them down?
3: Oh, maybe them. I'm. I don't know, bro. Like you. No, no,
0: no, no. You were there. You almost said it. You had your you had your tongue on it. I mean it was say, the money. money but bro, yes, was of course it pizza, was no money bro, to make. So little, why the hell why the hell would they take this fight with this guy? It's always about when the they money. Get, it's always about yes, of course money, it's right? always about the money. Yeah, saying, so so why, are the why are you gonna fight this guy? guy? Why are you they're gonna fight this guy? No, but it was a purse bid. They already knew what the purse bid was. It didn't matter, it was going to purse bid, and they already knew what the purse bid was. So they did a purse bid with the first guy, and it was very low money, and everyone else below that said, I'm not going to get paid that. So they went all the way down. So this is the problem I have, right? Is You say, oh, this guy's a boogeyman. But it's not a boogeyman. You're just not going to make no money to fight him. So why the hell would you fight him? And me yeah. being the Janet Beck apologist... I'm not. I'm still gonna say the gen, <laughs> that Andrade didn't duck him because there was no money for Andrade to make to fight him. But I have a question:
3: Is there gonna be money for him to make part? Because they're going to a second bit, and I'm well, gonna laugh when he pulls out.
0: Well, remember maybe, it like was said, a it was a million dollars yeah. last time. So I mean, it but today, was. But yesterday's well, price is not today's price. Maybe is, not, and maybe. And if it drops it enough, then the he has to pull out. I can't blame anyone for not getting in the ring for not the right amount of money. I'm not gonna blame you. But you're not Would gonna you, tell you, me. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Would
1: Would you guys be upset if he if he rematch James again? No, I want to no, I, I, like I feel
0: like it's a good fight again. But the, I think yeah. they're gonna give see. uh uh Zhang to Joshua. I think that's what yeah. they're talking about.
3: I, I think though giving to Sora to stay busy, that fight does because I've been hearing China has the Sora versus uh Zhang is a good fight for a stay that's busy a very fight. Very entertaining
0: fight. Very entertaining I, fight too, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Bro, but, but
3: the thing with her, maybe it's like you said, nobody legit wanted I would have – what I would have done is I would have had Zang fight Hunter or depending on where he was in the rankings, have him try to get that huge because he'll knock Huey Fury and Hunter. I think Hunter would probably give him some like – because Hunter is a good – but I'm saying I would have had him get the – because if you get your guys to mandatory position, that only means, you know, like they're going to get title shots and, you know, money, business. I'm I'm just surprised like he had Zang in flip fight. Like he should have made Zang fight like try to get in another organization. Yeah, but none of
0: those guys were going to fight him though. None of those guys were going to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> bro, they're legit. Zenky No, because it's like, there's, there's, there's no money in it. That's what I'm telling you. With Zing, if you if you get Shizora and Him oh, in China, I'm, saying, I'm sure there's money in that. There's no money in bro, bro, bro,
3: bro, bro. There, there's no money in Usyk. There's no money in fucking Usyk. Usyk was a mandatory.
1: Now there is. But... No,
3: but I'm saying but, but I'm saying watch bro, watch it with that's gonna be the excuse. And you're gonna oh there's no money oh, in Usyk. Yeah. Uh well yes, maybe there is, I don't know. We're
0: gonna see. But no, I don't I think there's money in it. I think there's money in the middle just east he has to pay purpose. for Usik. Oh,
3: okay. Yes, yes, they yes. want to pick him up. If they pick him yes, up, Us- that's the thing. Yes, I if they go Usyk
0: and Fury, yes. But I think if Usyk by himself, if he never beat Joshua, yeah, there's no money in him. Yes, that's a yeah. that's a damn truth. I mean, that's just we gotta face it. We gotta face it. That some of these guys there's no money behind, they're gonna get no fights. That's just the, that's the case of it. And if these guys gotta, they're gonna to have to come up the hard way, like just like everybody else. I, people forget. At least they get to be on TV. People forget that Wiki Wright when he lost to Vargas, I, I didn't see him for ten years. Yeah, Wiki yeah. Wright lost to Vargas. Didn't, I didn't see him for wait, ten wait, wait, years. Wait,
3: wait, wait, but didn't Wiki Wright turn down the fight with Oscar De That was yeah, later. Watched, that wait. was
0: later. That was after. But what I'm saying though is, that I didn't see him for ten years when he lost. This ain't nothing new. There that's, was no money good. in him. That is there was no money in him. So he had oh, to go well, he had to the you, He's fighting cool. Bronco McCart in South yeah, Africa. Exactly. <laughs> <the police. laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. He had to go place. Yeah. But bro, but
3: one thing uh, I think for fighters have that issue, bro. They should look because bro, Europe has money. The euro is worth some some it's worth something. If if I can't get fighting, go to Canada, go to Europe, you'll yeah, be fine. And I, maybe Asia, maybe the Dubai, depending on like
0: if they if, have if there's, it, if there's money there's to be money made, everywhere. I promise you, these fighters have looked at it. They they knew what Ogrevich was gonna give them because they had a purse bid and it was like four hundred grand I believe five hundred grand I want to say so you're gonna split five hundred grand with this guy right when you could easily like like uh, uh Huey Fury and what's his name the guy you just brought up right now um who's Michael Fury? Hunter Michael Hunter are fighting Hunter. each other and they're probably both gonna make around eight hundred thousand for that fight so you're gonna tell me why would, how would I fight that guy for and split two two a split, split five hundred when I could make eight hundred myself in this fight. That's what I'm saying. This, that, that's why it doesn't happen. So we gotta stop saying like, "Oh, these guys are ducking." No, they don't want to fight him for a reason. Eleven guys aren't scared of Rogovay. He's a good fighter, but they're not eleven guys scared of him. I promise you. Yeah. Like, there's I a reason. Agree. I don't think, think fighters are, are scared. Yeah, it's they're just, scared. Just... I think it's just... the money. I think it's all money. It's always money. That's the only reason that none of these fights happen. I don't think Spence I mean, and Crawford are scared of each other. I don't know. I but there's certain fighters. Maybe, different. maybe starts uh, I think there's still certain fighters that
3: maybe they're like, "No, nah, I'm good. Let's take another route." Maybe, like you said, they're. Maybe
0: yeah, but I'm saying I most of the time it's somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I, it was funny. Is like I've combated a lot of people. with I'm not saying you guys are saying this, but over the years I've had a lot of people come to my channel and say this guy's ducking, this guy's guy like that guy's fucking scared. He's a bitch. All this <laughs> other stuff, you know.
3: But then you see, you so, see, one
1: guy has a better resume in terms of fights down yeah.
3: with the guys that he fought. I just so, laugh like.
1: <laughs> so what I did was this, right? I had an opportunity to interview. Uh, Roberto Diaz from Golden Boy, the matchmaker.
0: Robert Diaz. So so we get him
1: on. Yeah, we get him on and, you know, we're asking him about, you know, the Golden Boy fighters and stuff like that. So then I start to ask him some of the questions. I've always wanted to ask someone who's involved in matchmaking because people don't believe what I say when I say fighters aren't scared. Like, I grew up with fighters. uh, I have family members that fought. Like, these guys aren't scared. They're ready to fight anybody. But again, it's a business. We have to remember that. So I asked him, are fighters scared to fight other fighters? And he said, There has never been a time that a fighter has come to me and said, I 'I don't want to fight this
0: guy because I'm
1: scared of him.' Never. And no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, just it's, not, 'It's just not, it's just that, that just doesn't happen, you know.' It,
0: it, if you just think of the job that they're doing, I mean, it just wouldn't even add up. You'd be like, 'Yeah, if, if, you're, if, you're, and, saying, if you're scared, you ain't, gonna, you ain't gonna be a high level.' Oh, fighter. You know what's, yeah, just um, just
3: what's your What's your yeah. name, bro? Again, is it, is it, um, me of Frank? Oh, G Funky, G Funky. Yeah. I asked him, you know, about like a couple, of, and it's like he legit told us, like you know, when people make these narratives, and I tell people he legit, the Golden Board Matchmaker told me that that they sent an offer and stuff. It's like, and then they still say, oh, he's dunking, he's dunking. I'm like, bro, yeah, Like yeah. Like, like this is hilarious. Like that guy literally called if you <laughs> go on Twitter and Adam, a lot of you, the like,
0: times. The fighter doesn't even have control whether a fight's accepted or not accepted. Okay. It's just what the, with well, the and management and promotion is telling them. Yes. So that's what you don't no, think no, of but thing, but, but it's the, like. But why do you turn have, that down? It's like, the, the but you can management... listen,
3: my thing is, bro, you can't say a fighter's avoiding a fighter when they've sent that fighter an offer. It's like, then, then they revolted. So it's like, okay, maybe it's not the time. Maybe they want to get the fight on their network. I just, it's hilarious. If a fighter cannot be avoiding a fighter, and they sent him an offer before, if they mentioned their yeah. name, it's yeah. hilarious. Or they've yeah, literally. Just, I,
1: I asked him about the Canelo Charlo situation. That was a hot yeah. topic for a long time here on YouTube. Uh, Oscar came out a few years back and said, "Look, we sent Charlo an offer. They turned it down. Right? The other side said Oscar's bullshit. He's lying. Right? So that, then, yeah. then 2021, Charlo, Jermell, and Jermell, Jermell and Jamal, excuse me." Had an issue, right? And then there was that famous Instagram where he's like, "I would never turn down." I'm fucking. And then one of his sparring partners, one of his sparring partners, went on the
3: show and 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 actually brought that up. So I just like said, I just, it's hilarious. Like you said, maybe. And I asked
1: Robert the same thing because Canelo was still with Golden Boy at the time. So I asked him again. No, no, he left. Did did you guys send that contract? And he said, "Yeah." He's. I'm I'm not going to say Charlo turned it down. But somebody over there on PBC
0: turned but, it down. You know. You know. You <laughs> got to remember too, like uh, sending an offer is—it's it, such a vague term, right? Like I send you mm-hmm. offer, I could, I could send Polo an offer right now. It'd be yo, for ninety-nine cents. Yo, extra, extra, I could, technically, I sent you an offer. Technically, I sent you an offer. Yeah. yeah. Well, that extra, offer extra, is dog. Offer. It's no good. But uh, but still, I sent you an offer. Still, I could claim I sent you an offer, even though that right. offer, the terms are horrible. I sent you an offer. That doesn't mean anything. you saying but all Ezra, that, 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 yeah, it's all business, definitely. on the hundred. But yeah, definitely. But I think it's like this,
3: bro. Like, say Ezra, example. You've only made a hundred thousand, right? And the offers literally triple of what you've made. And like you said, maybe like you said, there's a catch on it. But it's like if we're getting a career high payday, take it. Or, or like you said, and 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 the thing is, bro, it's just business at the end of the day, man. And the guy's a cash cow. He's trying to give you a decent amount, but he's not going to give you the amount that the crazy, he's not going to give you what the, you know, the organization says. Yeah, but, but that's what they try to avoid. People want to say, when they go to purse pay, they're not trying to give you that split. They're trying to give you what they want to give you. So I've, it, it's like a business. They want to take the whole cake and they want to give you so half of it.
0: So let's just say, though, I, I just say I make 100000 right? And then uh-huh. you're Canelo, you offer me a pay and you say it's 200000 Now, this is double what you usually get paid, right? But the market value of what's going to be made for this fight, what other fighters got paid to fight you, this is nowhere close to that. They're getting $500,000. i am getting 200000 That's still not a good offer for me. I could still turn that down. Even though it's the most I've ever seen, it's double what I see. It's still not a good deal compared to the market value of everyone else that's going to fight you. Mm-hmm. So do you get what I'm saying? That the deal, just because it's sent over don't mean a damn thing. Don't mean that it's a, oh, this is a, I think, Paula, you might have like a playback because i'm hearing myself talk but it don't, oh, it don't mean a damn thing it don't. It, it, it's just it's just sent out I, I can send out a deal left and right i, I could literally email pull right now and be like i'll oh, give you 99 cents to do this and he'll be like i'm not gonna do it for 99 cents and i'll be like mm-hmm. i sent a deal over uh, he didn't take it that's not my fault so like it's just business at that point I, the, the promotion at I, I first, when I started doing this, I hated talking to business of boxing. Me Actually, I, I you know what though? I turned out to I started loving it. I started talking to it every day so much, and I realized I was like, <laughs> you know, in MMA and the UFC, they don't have this. They yeah. only could talk to fights, and and during the week, there's nothing to talk well, about. Well, because why,
3: why is that though? Be, the, because the thing is, I know don't worry about
0: that. No, no, no. It's not that they don't worry about it. It's nothing they talk about because Dana White runs the whole thing. There's no debate. There's no nothing. It's just hey, you're gonna fight him, and it's gonna be on this card. That's it. But The one thing that boxing has and the one thing the NFL would want and does have with free agency, with uh, um, trades, with all this is conversations that aren't just about the game, that are about the business of it, that are about the growing of the team and stuff like that. Boxing has that. You could talk a a new subject of boxing every day. We're going to wake up tomorrow. There's going to be one subject that we didn't talk about today that's going to happen tomorrow. It'll be the topic of conversation for the whole day. A brand new story. And boxing has that. It has that every day. If you're a writer for boxing, if you do a podcast for boxing, there's no excuse that you don't have something to talk about every day. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. It just it just does doesn't happen. And MMA, I cover MMA too. It does not. You do. You'd be hard pressed to find something new to talk about every day. You you. It's just not going to happen.
3: Sure. I I, Ezra, I join like spaces and stuff that people talk about. They talk about like the contenderships. Yeah, they talk about obviously they talk about fights. But like yeah, they talk about the fights coming
0: up. Yes, but what I'm saying is heated debate issues, you don't have that in MMA. You just don't. You're not going to have that. You could have, you like, sure oh, I think that? this guy will win. I don't know. And I, I, say, I oh. disagree.
3: I'm, I'm uh, you
0: could have, like, I think this guy went, this guy went, but you're not going to talk the business of it. You're not ever going to talk the business of MMA, whether you're just talking about fighters, oh, base, but that's already old. No one's talking that. But I'm saying boxing, talking the business of it is actually a benefit to the sport. It's actually increases attention, actually increases the conversation, and increases the, the, the news factor of it that's the thing of the business. I didn't like it at first. I'm honestly, I I'm I, when I got on here, I wasn't here to talk the business of it. Then I started being like, okay, I kind of want to talk it. I think it kind of explains a lot of things that were going on. And especially was that the whole thing with the, um, you know, everybody's scared of someone. And then I, you just kind of, like you said, G-Punky, you started asking questions and you started I'm the boogeyman. Oh yeah. Ezra, yeah I'm yeah, the boogeyman. I'm the boogeyman line them
3: up he wants all this on Jennifer.
0: back (laughs) (laughs) hey all right i appreciate you guys doing this i'm gonna wrap it up now because i gotta get to sleep but uh g funky, i appreciate you coming on man i i really enjoy talking boxing with you i I think you're very smart uh what's your uh your youtube channel so people can can go uh subscribe
1: yeah well uh thanks for having me on man appreciate it um and again it was fun the other day over at uh broadway joel's uh rescoring the canelo triple g um so, yeah, hopefully we can do it again, man, soon. And uh, Definitely. Yeah, G Funky Boxing here on YouTube. It's just like you see on the screen. Um, yeah, come check me out. You know, I do uh, predictions. I do uh, post-fight call-in shows. Um, every now and then I'll do a rescore or a rewatch of an old fight or something like that. I'll do it with the subscribers that are there. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I know you talked a little bit about the business, and uh, I kind of stopped talking about that this year. I just I got kind of burnt out, you know. Um and it was never really my strong point anyway, because to be quite honest with you, I don't really care about the money. Yeah, yeah, I just want to talk about the fights.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I but, respect uh, it. And I, yeah. I like that too. Of course. Of course. Hey, the fights are you know, the most important part. The- I yes, saw Janet
3: Breaking break and blocked you, man. Congratulations.
0: It was a great day. It was truly a great day. Uh, uh, we, we, we put the we put all that ugliness behind us, a misunderstanding. Uh, I never turned my back on him. I never will, honestly. I never. What turn was my your
3: back reaction? That was kind of random. And it's like I read, I'm like, maybe. I'm going to be honest
0: with you. I'm to be honest with you. It was the best thing. It was the best ending to that whole thing. It was the best thing ever. I want any. See, the thing of people don't realize is that any attention is good attention. And I knew that that right there was going to set Boxing Twitter off that day. And it did. It if literally said, "Asking on. what
1: happened." If you don't okay, so
0: I, I, so so this all starts with I watched a Janibek fight. I see a few of them, and I'm like, "Hey, this guy's really talented." I don't think he's very entertaining. I think that people are going to really judge against him because he's not from here and he's not very entertaining. So I said, "I think this guy could be possibly the best middleweight right now." I think he's at least in the conversation. And people flipped out about this. They were like, "You, were I said off. It too, like, like yeah, yeah, Polo was behind him too, but and so." I, I, people were waiting to tell me you're way off. I don't know what you see. This guy's basic, he ain't nothing, right? So then it just turned to this whole thing where, and this uh, G1 guy just wants you to know, I I'm not a fan of fighters, not anymore. I'm a fan of my own opinion. So mm-hmm. as far as when I had this, and I had something that I felt like not a lot of people had, I was like, oh, I'm gonna ride this because I really do think if he fights Andrade, he would win. So then it turned out to it was. Janabek versus Andrade. Before that fight was even close to being made. That Easy was the one they were roar, talking about. He, yeah, that's, you know, That, the that was the one they were, and... that everyone was talking about. So then it built up to where I was the Janabek super fan, and all the Andrade fans were kind of like, we were debate back and forth. <laughs> then I really ran with it, right? I started doing, uh, you know, I made it so where my facial hair was exactly like Janabek's. I would. Do, I made a t-shirt <laughs> with Janabek on it. I mean, I really went for it. And then I was, when he became uh, the champ through the email, I would start calling him the email champ. Right. And I even made an email for him called uh at WBC, uh, WBA at gmail.com. But I was doing it in a positive way. I thought there was a good spin on the email champ. And I, I was even saying that Andrade could have delivered it in person, but he decided to email it. All these things I really want for it. I think there was a miscommunication. Uh, maybe the translation didn't work well. Maybe they thought I was insulting him by calling him the email champ. And they turned out they blocked me one day. And when they blocked me, I thought that was the best thing ever because I thought this is the funniest ending to this whole outcome is him blocking me, the only Genebek fan that's writing for him. So then I started posting, like, Genebek blocked me. I can't believe he turned his back on his only fan. And what happened was everyone started tweeting him, like, you blocked your only fan. You got to get this guy back. This is a horrible situation that you're doing. And it turns out I go on one day and I'm no longer blocked. So me and Janibek, we're good. We're on good terms. I never turned my back on him ever. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it was a family in-house <laughs> issue. And uh, Team Janet Beck, thats the only fighter Dude, should I should make move a from.
1: video of that man. Like, uh, in, in go chronological order of everything. Like uh, yeah, that would be it was hilarious. It was
0: beautiful. It was a beautiful. <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful time in my life, and I'm glad it's still, We're still riding it. But hey, Polo, thank you for coming on too, sir. Uh, you have nothing to advertise, I know. But follow Polo on Twitter. He is uh ninety eight. He's one of the more controversial figures on boxing Twitter. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy Polo. I think he's very entertaining. And he's very uh, encyclopedia of boxing. He'll bring up fighters like Samuel Peter, and he'll argue that he's the best heavyweight in this era. And it will be, be a very interesting conversation. You know what? The you Nigerian what? I'm, start
3: saying that. Yeah. I'm start saying
0: that. With- <laughs> I know. Uh, we just had a whole podcast about it. But, all right. Hey, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, thanks for, guys, for coming on. And uh, come on anytime you guys want. You guys are always welcome. Absolutely, one man. of my
3: craziest picks when I when I told people Campos was gonna beat the Fimo because he has everything to to everything to lose and nothing to obviously he won the belt and then people were like you're delusional and then afterwards like damn you called the you and uh you need to
0: you, you need to save these picks when you make them and then repost them so people know you ain't playing around yeah well alright I gotta do alright got alright right, late.